Alright. Hello, Vilkamon, bienvenue, konnichiwa. It's time for the Arms Inquisition yet again. Episode 307 on Sunday, the 3rd of December, 2023. I'm Phil. I'm Matt. And tonight we're very happy to be joined by Alan Deneni. How are you doing, Alan? Can you hear us? I can indeed. I'm very good, and thanks for having me on. Absolute uh, pleasure. Mm. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. We were so. saying before. Um, uh, was it Sam? I think it was Sam in our Element server uh, posted a link. Our L- Element is like Discord, but we got banned from Discord, so we started an Element <laughs> server. And Sam posted a link to your appearance on my Third Eye podcast, um, marathon three hour plus stream. <laughs> If you're going through all your research, and I was like, whoa, this is right up my alley. I love all this stuff. So I was re- very uh, happy when you agreed to come and talk to us. No worries. I'm delighted to be on. Apologies you had to go through all that. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard, like when you say, oh, do you want to look? Here's a video, it might get you up to speed and stuff. And to be honest, as my wife says, Alan, no harm with the first. The first hour, you're very boring. <laughs> and uh, uh, I could see why most people don't make it to the end, but it, it I think it is uh, the information at the end, it makes it worthwhile. But uh, yeah, no, thanks for having me on. And yes, yeah, Sam Carnally is, he put me in touch with you guys. So yeah, I was delighted to see you. Yeah, you sent me a link to your, uh, you've got a Telegram channel going as well, where there's a lot of people in there sharing links to interesting stuff as well. How long, when did you start yeah. that up? Um, oh, it's a yeah. It's been a funny few years. So I started that at some point early-ish or mid twenty twenty. So there was um, there was another lady uh, tar- who's who brought up the subject about um, you know back uh, King Edward the first and so on and how this is when everything changed. And I said I have some interesting information on that. You might want to post on your telegram chat and she she's known for being very blunt and direct and basically told me listen you set up your own channel and do it <laughs> and i thought oh jesus i've never done anything like that before so i i set it up and uh yeah some some great people joined and it's uh hopefully some of them managed to listen tonight and uh yeah they share information on it's called uh real history um basically what do you know and everyone has some amazing bits of information and um the idea generally was that you know we'd all eventually kind of bring a thread together that's more in in line with our real history than the i think we'll all agree the bullshit well that's put to us these days so um yeah and that's that's running now since 2020 and you know, it's not a, a massive group, but it's it's um, there's some good good uh, posts, really good posts. Quality over quantity, Alan. It's qu- it's qualitative, <laughs> not quantitative. <laughs> yes. So so. Okay. Yeah, you have to sift through it like everything else, like we all do every day, and some some is good information, some isn't. Yes, and some is purposefully not good information. You know, there's this concept of controlled opposition or uh, I can't remember the other term for it where uh, certain people might be uh, 
under the employ of certain three-letter agencies <laughs> to infil- yeah. infiltrate groups like that, you know, and online forums and whatnot and, and purposely put out red herrings or misleading information. You know. uh, I am very much in that camp. I believe that a lot, a lot of, of what we see put out there is so extra extraordinary and is deliberately between you know between i guess yeah alien potential invasions um false narratives on this you know and then the support you get in some angle some of the main particularly so so i have kind of a rule of thumb if you make it too big it's probably because you're controlled um and uh, you know i hope you know i don't i don't think that it's you know, they're compromised. Let's put it that way. They might be good people at heart, but I think that you get to a certain level where they'll find a way of controlling the knobs, let's say. And um, I've the last few months has definitely been high output on the false, destructive narratives. And, uh, yeah, it's a difficult one. It's a head wreck, really, I'd say, for, for myself anyway. I'm yeah. sure more, more than me. But uh, we've got to keep on sailing. That's it, yeah. The only way is up. Um Yes, and sometimes in straight lines as well, Alan. Um, this is the yes. the uh, name of your talk on my third eye was Lines of Destiny, which I kind of borrowed, and because um, yeah, that's sort of like the the name that was given to your sort of other, overall uh, what would you say uh, hypothesis, working model, uh, or, or what, yes. whatever thesis, you call yeah. it. Yeah, thesis. Yeah. Um, so, can we get into it? Can we? Um, you know, go into some detail sure. and, and uh, for people who haven't seen your previous appearance, maybe try and catch them up. I know it's a big ass trying to cram three plus hours into a lot less time, yeah. but if you could, so give us, you know, the bare bones. Sure. Um, so I don't know. Hopefully I'll, I can try and share a screen or I can talk mm. through it. I'll probably talk because it might be a bit laggy, but I will share as I see. So ba- basically, it started uh, my, well, he's now 14. He was 10 at the time. Um, and he was arguing with his younger brother over Xbox, whatever. So I, I was just messing on the computer because I wasn't allowed anywhere else. And I showed him um, Newgrange. And I probably that would be probably a good share just so that people know what I am talking about. Yeah. Uh, um, so, if in mind you can see that. Yeah, we got it. So, so Newgrange is um, it's quite an old. No worries. It's it's in it's in County Mead, so it's just about like half an hour drive north east of Dublin. Um, and it's a passage tomb, and it's dated to have been completed construction construction around like three thousand two hundred. BC 3300 if you could if you go by conventional dating systems sure. you know there may have been a much earlier earlier um tomb or monument in the place but uh, and it was quite a key place so um I basically <laughs> I brought him to show him what's so what's so special about it. it's just a pile of rocks you know a 10 he's not going to give me too much of an intellectual debate on it like you know yeah dad i'm bored so i says well look on the shortest day however they did it and i don't know they were able to line the entrance up so if you look you can see a, a doorway and above it you have what's called a light box which is somewhat it was reconstructed quite heavily in the 60s but 
on the shortest day, there's about three days where the sun doesn't really move at all. And on the middle day, the 21st of December, the winter solstice, the light shines in through the passage and lights up the middle. So basically, he asked me, what, what, so what does that mean? How do you know it does that, Dad? And that question kind of got me, well, how, how do I know it does that? So I, I look, found an app, basically put it, put it on the, on, on, on New Grange, mm-hmm. set it for the 21st of December. And I guess what happened after that is why I'm here talking to you now, because as I zoomed out, um, I guess what I can do is there is New Grange. Hopefully this doesn't collapse. Audio's a bit choppy. Audio's a bit Um, choppy when you you zoom uh, in and stuff. So it should come clear. So what what you see there is that line of sunrise on the winter solstice. So I tracked it, and when I tracked it, um, I found found that it it um it it did some uh, strange things um so i found that the first thing was i don't know if you can see that yeah so i found uh that it lined right through what i thought was stonehenge so when i went to double check it did and of course like if you haven't heard this before that is quite a shock <laughs> Um, so, uh, and you can see the app I use there in the top left, but really, um, of course, I'm, I'm an engineer, I work in, uh, civil engineering. And when you see things like this, you know, generally speaking, it's not a coincidence, you know, you know, that there's maybe a method and of course, so when I seen that it, 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 it lined with Stonehenge, I pulled it back further and seen that it went on straight through Paris, uh, uh, then through Giza. No way. And, and even on to, to Kaaba. Oh, what's, and, what's uh, Kaaba? Kaaba is the cube. Oh, the Mecca. black cube in the Mecca that they dance around and no one's allowed in. Correct. Exactly, and uh, if yeah, if you you only I think you're obliged to visit, you know, if in in the Muslim faith you're obliged to visit once a year. So, when you looked at it all chronologically, you seen that I don't know if that's come up. So you can see that the age, you know, again, if you believe the dates you're told, yeah, and you know, a certain degree, I suppose you have to assume is correct, and you know, the rest we know. Well, his story. So, New Grange, you can see 3,500, 300, uh, right through to Stonehenge, you know, at about 3,100 BC to 2,000. There's been a few incarnations of that. Mm. Then you have the pyramids at 2,600, they say, but we all know that the, the Sphinx is, well, I've uh, my date would be that at, at least 33 to 66,000 years. And Maybe ninety nine thousand years old. You know, is that is that? Um, sorry, Alan. Is that derived from procession 
processional numbers. Yes. So like the age, of, are you going back to the age of Leo when the Sphinx was carved? Exactly that. I don't have a slide here, but I have checked all these out with uh, astro astronomical apps and so on, and yeah. I found that the Sphinx lines with the winter solstice. Um, it, it does it a few times with Leo rising. So I, I obviously connected would would be Leo, and you know the procession is uh, it's, it's twenty five thousand. Five hundred or seven hundred years, eight hundred years. Mm -hmm. So when you go through, I found that it, that happened at thirty-three thousand BC, I think, or maybe thirty thousand off the head. Yeah. Um, and then you go through the multiples of it. So it, it's at least minimum that you know. If it's one iteration, if it's more than that, you, you know yourself. So, and then the Kaaba. Well, we know the Kaaba wasn't always there as well. That was moved, obviously. With Muhammad in 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 um, from 600 AD, but but originally the cube, and there's still evidence of it there, is at Petra. So it had moved down. So so something deliberate was placed. You know, it wasn't, I guess, an accident that this line. And I, I guess my my journey was establishing well well how could how could they do do that? How could they how could they know? Um, how could they actually physically set it out on the ground as, as, as an engineer? That's the way I'd look at it. Uh, how could it, what did they use to do it? So, so I, I realized that they needed certain tools. Um, and the first thing was you needed, uh, I, I found that they didn't, um, sorry, if that one comes through. So this, this is where you cross the Irish sea approaching in the distance towards Stonehenge. And I, re I looked for a, what the obvious thing was a bonfire. And I realized, well, that's, you know, because my tradition was that you'd light bonfires, the same in England and Scotland, all over these islands. Remember, this is, this is a time when there was no nations as we know them. They were the same people, but, yeah. you know, they had the same religious beliefs, same culture, same practices. And bonfires was one of them. But we never quite understood. We were told, go and light a bonfire. Um, certain places is good. We were told, um, you know, it was great. We get some treats, go up, be an arsonist for the night, <laughs> and set things on fire. It's perfect if you're a young boy, you know. <laughs> yeah. And the idea was to make absolutely sure your your fire was bigger than your neighbours or friends across the way, because you couldn't have him having a big fire than you. So that was kind of the tradition, without any knowledge as to what the hell was about. So first job was to see, was that on the line, any of those fires? Um, and I couldn't find one. And obviously my heart sunk. I thought it was onto a winner instantly. And then I looked and I seen a cairn just to the north of, of the line uh, on a, a Ibeg in, um, on the Welsh Peninsula. Right. And I thought, hang on a minute. And I, I'd remembered an old Gaelic saying, was uh, which is a funny way of saying basically I'm between two fires and trying to make me mind up or find me way. So I looked the same distance the other side of the line and sure enough I seen remnants of a cairn the other side and I thought well this is it they didn't use one fire they probably used two but to use two they'd need to be able to bisect it and this is the other thing we used to do at school was to make the St. Bridget's Cross um, so the idea is you get reeds or rushes, you you cut them, 
the same length and you fold them in half and you kind of lap them around and it gives you this kind of uh, twirl which you, you see in the middle. Mm. But the thing is, because they're the same length and they're folded in the middle, you know that one arm is the same length as the other. And what you can do is uh, you can ensure you have a fire one side and you could have a fire the other side at the same distance. That way, the middle point would be your line or your the sun or astral body, whatever you're trying to range in. So we, we, that was the second puzzle. Um, and you've seen that lots of it throughout uh, history where that developed. And you can see the bottom left on that photo. That's that was found uh, 4,000, that's 2,500 BC at Stonehenge. Wow. And it's clearly a solar disk. Um, uh, you can see our modern version iterations on the other side. But in the top middle, you have a lunar, a uh, small solar disk and a lunar disk. So they were all, all kind of tied together at that point. And then, of course, when I, you see the feathery aspect of the, the reeds, and of course, that to me gives wings. And of course, the one you see, think of is the Ankh. Mm. And that's where you see, I, I, so lean on Kusan, lean or line, depending on how you pronounce it, is to follow. Um, on, on isn't there, and Kusan is your, your feet or path. So to follow the path. So, you know, it just kind of hit me on Ankh, and Ankh or Ankh is just a shortened version, you know, the path. Wow. Um, and that's why uh, you see the wings on these crosses. And of course, you know, the, the, the center is the, the sun, I, I assume, with monotheism, it would have come along. Um, so so I, I looked at that further. Um, and obviously, the other, the other puzzle was how would you signal the fire? How would you get people to move at a distance? Remember the Stone Age, the Neolithic period? Um, so bone wouldn't be long enough. Yes, it doesn't burn, but um, it's you're not going to wave it at a distance that people could know which way to go. So then there was the Shalena village in the in the on Wicklow, just on the Wicklow Wexford border, and they found this stick. Now we all know it. It's usually shortened, and you think of Irish people beating each other over the head with it in the distant past. <laughs> And there was indeed lots of <laughs> uh, records of that. Um, also for using it for sport, maybe Hurley came off it. But the, the interesting thing is that this was, uh, they found, believe they put it inside, you know, a roasted pig on a spit. And off, off the face of it, that sounds pretty crazy. But actually what it did was you carbonized the surface. Oh. So if you carbonized and the knot of the head of it, you see where the main trunk is cut. Yeah. Um, that's quite congested and tight with knots. So it's quite solid and dense there. And if it's carbonized, what you have is quite a, an effective, it mightn't last long, but it lasts long enough where you could burn a torch, certainly one, one, one night, maybe many. And it, you could make it as long as you wanted, depending on the branch. Mm. Um, but now you could light something at a distance and it could be seen far away. And there, of course, you see the was in the Egyptian um, gods. Um, you know, what, what, what other purpose would that be? You know, maybe something else. But again, this is all about coincidences. Um, 
you see also these their crosses are very hard to distinguish between the the say Bridget's cross and uh, certain symbols you see today like NATO, Google, so on. Um, and again, as you say, the six 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 of Google Chrome, not you know, yes, we interpret it as bad now, but actually it's quite simple navigation tool. Um, another thing, Bridget was the probably should have been the patron saint of Ireland, but she could have been other than George of England as well, because I don't, it's very likely and from my own research that, so the Northern tribe was uh, the Brigantes, yep. which you could say the Britain comes from. And that literally was from the North Sea across the Pennines to the, to the, to the, to the Irish Sea. And, and, uh, so why they were called the Brigantes? Well, it was after Bridget, and the word bridge almost definitely comes from from Bridget. And what does she represent? Well, she was either Cygnus at the end of the Milky Way or the Milky Way itself. And the Milky Way is the perfect bridge, isn't it, from one ocean horizon to another. So yeah. it's very likely that the Britain is, is named after Bridget itself. And you can find name, the name... Through lots of research, you can see that it, it you'd find it over in parts of India, it's Eastern Europe. So, so the, um, again, it, the symbol of the Isle of Man is is uh, reminiscent of that. A tresco. Yeah, that's correct. It's a tri. It's it's basically the three arm. So the difference between the three arm and the four arm um, is basically so no, the northern. There's a line, and I guess it's the sun. That line, the sunrise line. So the northern side of it, the northeast side of it, tends to be associated with a, a tresco, a, a three-arm cross. Right. And south of it is a four-arm cross, which is a divide, maybe one of the first major divides. Um, so there, that is the difference. So the Ida Man is to the north of that line. So we know the Manx uh, with the, the arms. And, um, yeah, so... So cool. let's see where. So I guess another thing that I I noticed was um, uh, was Tara, um, and I guess the hill of Tara was um, how did that end up in the story? Well, it ended up in the story because I had traced my line. Now this will probably become. Uh, yeah, it goes. Uh, the audio goes a bit glitchy when you uh, swap to so Google I'm Earth. Out. You probably can guess. But uh, once you stop moving the, the sort of Google Earth, it seems to settle down. Oh, there we go. That's the big picture. Yes. So, so it's just let it. It is. So uh, there's quite a few lines. I don't know how clear that is to you. But so you have the blue line is the sunrise line. Right. So that line is from um, is from uh, Newgrange, through Stonehenge, through Paris. Ironically, the pyramid and the Louvre, if you place it through to go through that point, it will go straight through the zero point in front of the Notre Dame. Wow. And in fact... One thing I'll show you, when when the line leaves from Stonehenge and crosses the English Channel, 
Um, I will show you a point if I can. So just a Gosport, if you know Gosport down south coast in England. Yeah. This point, uh, sorry, here you go. They built a Millennium Spike right on that line. Interesting. So you can see it down the middle. Why would they build um, it there? <laughs> <laughs> Just to, I'm um, sure it's just, <laughs> just to clarify, Alan, this um, this sun yeah. this line, this first blue line, was that the summer yeah. solstice when that beam ap- appears? No, so that's the that blue line is the winter solstice. Winter so solstice. So it's right. what some would call correct the winter solstice. Right. So that's from Newgrange through England through Paris through uh, Vinci, which is from down to. Uh, to um, well, Kaaba down to Egypt, yeah. And then someone at the same time as I found this, um, I became aware of the Michael line from Mount Carmel, which had seven known churches on it. Okay, so there is a difference in the two lines. So the orange line is sunset line, as far as I know, and it's definitely so. The southern point to where they meet in the middle is, I think, is sunset um, on May Day. But, uh, sorry, sunset on the summer solstice. And then when you pass Vinci, so it's coincidental that Just say that again, Alan, you, you broke up, man. Might be having internet issues. Hopefully. Oh, you're back, I think. All right, so we're zoomed into this is where the two lines meet. Oh, there's three lines there, but this is in Italy where they meet. Vinci is the place, I believe, isn't it? You're zoomed. Correct. Correct. So that that is where they meet. Can you hear me okay? Yes, yeah. Once uh, once Google yeah, Earth is and... stable, um, it's, the audio seems to recover, but it's when you're zooming in and out, it seems to just uh, cut out a bit. So, but, I think uh, it takes up a lot of bandwidth, probably. Maybe, yeah. Now, just uh, can you explain what the Michael line is? Because I think we, you were chopping up when so, you were talking about that. The orange line, is it the Michael line? So the... Correct. So the Michael line, the Michael line is the line. Uh, uh, let me see if I can do it where it's not so disruptive. Um, bear with me. Um, sorry, now it's a. Uh, all right. So the Michael line basically is a sun sunset line from Mount Carmel in uh, Israel, northern right. Israel on the peninsula. So there's a famous monastery there that was um, originally um, was originally um, well where they reckon that formed by the or founded by the Knights Templar. Oh, cool! Is that where, is that where Carmelite nuns yeah. come from then? Correct. Right. Yes. 
but Carmichael is is of Michael. Um, uh, so it will be on the so Michael that's line. derivative. So I'm just trying to find. I should have had that line handier for you. Bear with me. So, so what I discovered? I'll just zoom back out and show you the map. So apologies. It will. Right. It will. Um, I'll stop sharing a second and share when it's stabilized. Okay. Okay. So. So the Michael line is a sunset line from May Day uh, to, okay, um, okay, so I'll share it again. So hopefully it doesn't cut out this time. There we go, got the big map up again. Okay, so you see the orange line is a Sun Michael line. So there were seven notable churches on that. So the difference being the blue line is the earlier, or at least as I calculate, um, the older line to Egypt or to the Middle East. Yeah. The the other line comes later. The key difference is remember the two fires was how it was sighted the blue line, but what I noticed was that the Michael um, had single tower churches or cathedrals. And um, it was at this point I realized, hang on, this is when I realized it wasn't just me that knew. It it was known for, at a higher level, let's say. And I guess when it crossed at Vinci, obviously that was one key uh, clue to, to learn. Um, the other thing was I found seven other churches on that line as well as the, the known seven. And why is it of interest to us? I guess the key events was, well, Vinci, where they cross, and Leonardo, again, if I looked at the translation, Leonardo, if you take it from old Gaelic, which would have been, and I say Gaelic, not Celtic, uh, Gaelic would have been the language on these islands or something, a proto-Gaelic type. Um, and it 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 basically means that the high line, Leonard, Ard means high, uh, and Leon, we know, is, is follow or line, and where the lion comes from was the animal they found at the end of it. So, so that's that's what I theorize is Leonardo literally means the high line, um, and it follows its way back, and coincidentally. It goes through power, or it goes through. Um, you can see all the Michael references, but it goes through Mount Michael. And at that year, was that twenty? Was that twenty-one? Yeah, it was at twenty-one, wasn't it? The G eight or seven met in Mount Michael, which is you can see the second last church. Oh, um, is that on the in Cornwall? Yes. So if you see yeah. the second point. I don't know if you can see my cursor. Yes, yeah, we can see it there, yeah. Yeah, it's right on the peninsula. So there is Mount Michael. They lit a bonfire, didn't they? <laughs> when they were there. And that was in they July. had a barbecue, didn't they? they Without a mask, yeah. They had a, they had a fake meat, uh, yeah. <laughs> Bill Gates fake meat yeah. barbecue. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, 
I seriously doubt it was fake, and I seriously <laughs> doubt it was full time. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Allegedly, yeah, um, yeah. Who knows? But we can we can guess. Um, and then the last point is Skellig Michael. So we all know this from Star Wars. Um, oh. It is where where Lucas's island, you know, the beehive and the funny kind of Furby. Yeah, Luke's thing. milking that that oh. big beast for green <laughs> breast milk. Grumpy Luke Skywalker. Yeah, well, we will not go into that one. Yeah, before, that he, was... before he tries so hard, he dies. <laughs> yes, exactly. Cool. So so it, it 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 ended up there. So that was on the line. Um, uh, the other thing was then. So the, I initially found a grid, which um, you find on the back of, of the new Grange as well, a grid shape, which has three, uh, two distinct lines, or three really. But I found three lines in the initial grid that I, um, mm. I found. And let me see, rather than messing up the screen, can I, can I find it? And so so yeah so here here's the grid I found originally uh, with so what I found was that the two fires if I didn't find the location of a cairn I found like a modern church for example with its spire or uh, I also found um, uh, round towers but we were told round towers were built in 700 AD to keep the Vikings out because right. the Vikings were rubbish at siege. So there was a door halfway up and they brought their treasures up and that's where they hid out. But so, so I, I changed all these towers. I've downloaded, you know, locations, coordinates for them, where they were and other churches and so on. And I started to see this grid without really knowing what the hell I was doing. I just recorded them all and this is kind of the grid i found um but when i remember then at the back which i'd seen myself uh i've seen this grid and that see that line in the middle yeah that's exactly the opposite side well, pretty much the opposite side to the door right. so it like pretty much is the line and that grid is actually showing you what i'd call in today in, in construction or civil engineering you it's an as-built drawing it's showing you how they, they did it. They literally literally are showing your method. And you can see to the right-hand side, I now think you see you have three dots and then three other dots. And then you have a kind of a, a squeezed bubble in the middle. And that literally is representing this, I think, anyway, is, this, is the sunrise itself, maybe over the water. And those are pairing fires. So you have six bonfires, three opposing three, to give you a line. Right. That's what I. That's my my theory. Um, again, you know, we'll never be able to prove it one way or another. But again, it is a coincidence. It's exactly on the opposite end, with a line showing you a grid that I found. So do you think um, again, as well as um, using like the the watchtowers like the two towers and and the line runs through the middle could they not have been maybe using other methods to pick up the lines like dowsing or something like that so that's a, that's a good question and it's come up and yes dowsing um my granddad 
just doused and I remember it showed me my dad we, we used to make um coat hanger uh, an L shape in each and it, I just yeah. used to be blown away because it worked every time and it wasn't just water I could find we could find an electric cable we could find anything you think of basically it it'd pick it up so a ley line um and this is where I, I'm confused. So maybe one of your listeners or yourselves or someone else know. There's two, to me, there's two types of lines. So the lines I found, I wouldn't class, I wouldn't say they're classical ley lines. They're light lines. They're very much linear lines or linear in the sense of short range. And then, of course, well, there's light is straight. And, the, and what we find is it curves, obviously, with the moving sun and as you and move through the latitudes. But but the ley line is maybe on a fault. It may be procession, you know, uh, uh, walking, stuff like that on a path. You, you, you know, when rock is formed, it, it solidifies. You have a different magnetic field. You have different elements. So, so one is of the ground, the, the ley line, I would say. And I don't know what to call. I would say these are light lines, really. Right. Uh, at Newgrange, a solar line, or well, they're not just solar; they're 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 constellations, they're stars and planets. Um, and so, I would say a light, a luminous line, right. whereas ley yeah. lines is underground. Um, so, no, it, it's one that, yeah, I, the ley line to me is very much in the ground, and I don't know what you would call these by a line line or light line. So, okay, it is interesting. Cool. So. So how that how that all comes about was, um, I found that the lines eventually the Michael line ended up in um, in uh, going back. One of the lines was at fifty one degrees um, twenty seven minutes, I think. But of course, it varied. But that line where where I was finding uh, Virgo, the moon rising. Um, and Virgo, particularly Virgo, um, to the northeast of Newgrange. Um, and I found that that line, when I looked at it, passed through, there's a, a constructed pyramid from the 1890, 1820, something like that. A guy, a, a captain who had went to to uh, Egypt, came back to, I think it's in Kilkenny, um, and it is on the line. There was a couple of exact cairns single on the line right back to the head of tara and as you can see here this is um, it 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 represents infinity and i think that was the biggest shock to me to realize it was in infinity um the shape and now when when i saw it i never stopped seeing it everywhere as i'm sure you probably got a shock when you've seen that part yourself and now you see infinity on so many things mm. um but here is uh, 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 here is the in that line, um, and you see a purple one in the middle, and you're probably asking what that is, and that's what I call the caduceus line, or um, the 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 basically for every medical symbol you see, and it's a power line, so that's why I've co colored it purple. But all the pictures are are key if you look at it now so as i said the in this case it's the reddish line is the michael line you had a single tower and you had the blue line the sunrise line which is two towers and of course two 
when two became one, which uh, funny enough is a, a, a was a Templar saying, I believe as well. Um, and two becomes one. Um, and also, I noticed if you look down in the bottom right there, you see the little bit of text. The Michael line goes through the coordinates thirty three degrees north, thirty three degrees east. Never. Yeah. Oh <laughs> it's, uh, gosh. So there it is. There, if you see it. And is that in the ocean? Um, that plate. That, that is in the ocean. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know if anything is there. Yeah, it might be a good place to have a dive. <laughs> Some, <laughs> or maybe not. Find some Templar <laughs> treasure. <laughs> <laughs> it could be, isn't it? Interesting. So so I think 33, we've seen the number 33 everywhere, haven't yeah, we? It's everywhere, the early yeah, it's everywhere. We've seen it everywhere. And I think what it means is there was, there's the Templar, the Mount Carmelite um, monastery. Hmm. And then you have the 33, and I think that was a vector. It was like uh, there's your there's your coordinates, there's your vector, there's the the line. Right. Um, so maybe it means a course of action, a direction we're going in. So when you're seeing the thirty three, they're they're signaling each other. This is the way we're going. So follow, can get in line. Um, are any literally. of the um, the churches in France on the Marco line? Are any of them sort of Madonna, Virginal? There's a lot of Templar places that were named after Magdalene and such? There is, I see a lot called Agnes. So some with Agnes, which is, if you know, historically, you know, I think that's it's a pagan derivative as well, as all saints are. Um, they're basically being, being hybridized yeah. into the modern Catholicism, I think, at the time, which Catholic Catholic literally means uh, unify, one. So it's probably the first one church, wasn't it? One world church. Yeah. Um, so, but I do know that it goes to Mount Saint Michel, which you see here. That's Mount some or that's Mount Michael, but Mount Saint Michel is an island, a real, you know, dominant uh, French bastion that was, you know, synonymous with that through the ages. Um, and then you you make your way back, as I said, Mount Michael, um, Skellig Michael, and then up to Tara. So Tara stuck out as well, because when you looked at Tara, it became pretty clear it was a, the shape was a, was a, an infinity, as you can see oh, here. And which, which line is that look, on Tara? Ah, Sorry. So that is that is on the 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 line that goes. Bear with me to the. Um, what I'll do is I'll stop sharing and I'll move Google Maps. So I'll bring you up to speed. The other thing Just about those lines well. is um, how much of them go through the continental shelf um, as well, rather than the ocean. Yeah, on landmass. Mm. Strange. This is all very strange. Well, I suppose, you know, it just means like what we know about sea levels <laughs> rising and stuff. What might be underneath. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's yes. the point. Like the 33 degree point, you know, if I, I guess, what do they reckon? Sea, rose, uh, sea level rose about 400 feet, something like that. You wonder if there's anything down there, you know. That's what I mean. That, would, yeah. that may have been exposed mm. when yes. the lines were first discovered kind of thing. Well, they're actually... I'll move the map, so... It's all right. 
It's not bother. No bother. Seems a bit because that is a very good point. The scene levels did was by about. Uh, can you see that? Okay. Yeah. Oh, Sam. Sam, there's a link in the show notes to uh, Alan's Telegram. If you uh, look down below, it should be there. Sorry, Alan. Continue. No, no worries. So, so there is. You asked the first question was what is that line? So remember, remember the original grid I showed you, yeah. which was um, the the backstone of Newgrange, which if I have, of course, lost. <laughs> um, so <laughs> there you go. So that grid. Yeah. Or this one. Okay. You, you can see the angle, see the one that's moving to the northeast, southwest, northeast, that, that, those lines. Right, yeah. And I had already worked out that that was 51.27, I think it was, degrees. It's a while now since I've done it. And when I looked at this line, it it was the same angle, exactly. Ah, right. And and just about here it goes to a pyramid that was constructed. So this, I would call, we call it Virgo, a Virgo line. Okay. Right, and that's the one that connecting Newgrange to uh, St. Michael's Church, whatever it was. On. Yeah, I've got you now. Correct. So, so the turn is here. Um, so we heard of the myths of Scota, you know, so yeah. there's so much variance in that story. It's pretty difficult to know either way what happened. But there is an old megalith, which is probably just that, uh, and it's called Scotus Grave, and it's just north of that line. Some people think she was an what asylum seeker, you know, is an, that... an Egyptian asylum seeker. Scotus, <laughs> Scotus, uh, yeah, uh, uh, yes, an ex, uh, an exile, yeah, correct, and that that may not be untrue. Uh, and there's a lot of evidence, you know, again, the timings, there's so much variance in when and who she was. Yeah. She, some say a, a daughter of Akhenaten and some much later. No one knows for sure. But what is for sure is that this line makes Tara, as I, I say, and in the Mount of the Hostages, which is just, uh, is right beside um, Tara, you you had uh, if I can find it again. You you might see it in this photo. So here you go, if it comes, and you can see my cursor. Yeah. So this is the mound of the hostages. And it's very interesting. The word hostage I found, which I can't find now. I found two years ago. But from early etymology, a hostage was someone who was trapped um, in a ship. They were held in a ship, um, but it's like almost Phoenician times before. It's like they weren't held captive, they were just trapped. So in here they found a boy um, who was wearing a necklace, and the necklace, um, which um, actually my brother seen a few weeks ago, um, uh, it was quite curious case when he went into the Irish Museum. They have it, had it there. It's the same kind of design, build and same design and same kind of stones. Some are from Portugal, some finance beads that are were identical almost to Tutankhamun's at the time. And that was found yes. at about, they dated back to like 2700 BC. So that is in that mound there. And 
there's other there's uh, some great research on finds. So up here, this was the great hallway um, where the, the you know the banquets and hiking. So and and these are the mounds, and they're distinctly different mounds, aren't they? So so first you see the infinity around it, and see this fattening put it at the top. But actually, if you look at that, it's like a snake's head. <laughs> So is is it the original uh, one? Ouroboros. Yeah. Because it is. It's, uh, yes. It's eating its own tail um, underneath. If you can see it, it mm. yeah, it, it's, it's quite unusual when you look at it, and it's it's not an accident. They didn't just oh, they went to all this effort and left a mess up here. Mm. <laughs> so <laughs> clean that up, there, young fella. Yeah. No, they left it. So. That's the first thing. The other thing I noticed was this stone is the... So we know the Stone of Destiny, and there's two. There's one we know that Charlie sat on <laughs> earlier in the year, yep. a small version. And then the other Stone of Destiny, Leofal, both of them Leofal, are gone. Uh, Leofal's gone, Leofal's gone is where it was found in Scotland, um, which they say came from here. This is where the High Kings were coronated. But the thing about this stone is it's not on the center of this, say, this mound-type ring. Um, it's it's on the sunset side of it. Exactly, in fact. It's on the sunset, summer solstice, which is the opposite. So, I guess, rebellion about 13, 1400, there's a couple of generations of the Hoktep um Akhenaten, or renamed himself was the third he was he was um he um he was an ominist which i found when he looked at old if i said if i wrote down a, so one in gaelic is a one but if i wrote it down and you read it it's amen uh, amen or amon right. which means one uh, and so this is before that point. They believed in they were polytheists, so all the stars, all the constellations, all the planets had a, a place in the heavens. Um, and Akhenaten's family designed them. Well, actually, the sun. Let's let's just say it. The sun is the most important, which I guess in reality is true. It's the one that gives light. Mm. And that was their religion, the Ominists, or the Atonists, um, which is the sun, basically. Um, so. If you look at this, the stone is, it just seems odd. Why would you have a pairing? So this here is where, ironically, on the coronation day or the beginning of spring, which is St. Bridget's Day, funny enough, back to herself again, <laughs> the sun rises to the southeast. And if, if the stone was here, it would cast a straight line onto this here, which I would say is the moon. So if this is the sun, and the sun is a young fella with a penis, it should be here. And if you look carefully, you can see almost a divot in the middle. Now, the interesting thing is the Vikings were supposed to have dug, uh, dug it out. So this would have been much higher. And I went and looked at this. So I reckon to shadow onto this, it needs to be three meters high. And there's about a meter... 0.2, 0.4, so most of it's underground. So they dug out this 
stones. This probably might have been a metre or two metres higher and they threw it to the sides, digging out this stone and they threw it in here. The Vikings, allegedly. Why would the Vikings do that? I guess that's my later work will tell you something. Um, but, so I reckon the kneeling stone, I call it, or the heart stone, is exactly what I would call it from my new research, which is the coronation stone in Westminster Abbey, will be here. And this stone, Leofal, would be down here. Here, a silver sword, which is, we, we know, um, uh, coronations involved. I have a photo to show, I think. So, so this is kind of a, an illustration I've done just to make it make more sense. Oh. So this stone would have sat in the sun circle. You would have a shadow cast into the moon circle. And you can see the sun goes that way, so the shadow will go that way. And that's how they knight, is the silver shadow. Moves from one shoulder to the other. Yeah. Um, and the other interesting thing is... Uh, that's no one alive in that photo, sadly. But um, <laughs> it's Major Tom, that isn't it? But uh, said Major Tom. Yeah, it was. Uh, him, I feel kind of he was an honourable, at least, and you know, we we said no more. But um, the other one, uh, other note is that you have uh, the soul. A moon. So there's, so the other the other Gaelic word you need to. So you have the moon man, and you have the sun is sol. So there's man, the high one. See this the snake's head here. Yeah. Uh, so this is the moundy one here. So that's the moon, and this is the sol. So so really, what you you have is is is, is and chimple or temple is um. To go around in Gaelic. Oh no! So Sol this is Solomon. Solomon. Sol Solomon. King Solomon. Temple. Yeah, Solomon's temple. <laughs> well, uh, so this is Warnock. It's crazy, isn't it? It's mental. Um, so this is called Chuck Cormac, and well, Chuck Cor Cormac, King Cormac. He was supposed to be one of the wisest high kings there ever was. So remember, this is, you know, this is because one of the latter kings. And a decision he made was there was a wealthy, a wealthy oh, landlord. And then there was a peasant who he accused of stealing sheep. But he seen that the, the, the guy was, uh, couldn't afford it. But either way, Cormac suggested, will I have the sheep oh. to the... So where does that story sound familiar yeah, to Yeah, it's the same as the King Solomon story of the the, the two mothers and the babies. Uh, the the two mothers and there's a child and one, one woman saying, it's my son, it's my son. And the other woman saying, it's my son, it's my son. And, and Solomon says, oh, yeah. I'll tell you what, I'll cut the ch child in half and you can have our speech. And the one, the true yes. mother says, no, 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 don't do it. It's the exact same yes. story. And that was, uh, it is, yeah. So you begin to wonder, don't you? Yeah. And and the thing was, that was the old Brehan law, which has been was one of the oldest law system that they had on these islands. 
um, was how they negotiated things and wealth and hierarchy meant nothing. Law was equal mm. to everyone. That, and that was how it was exacted. That image on the left, Alan, is that a tarot card? It is. Mm. So this is the other thing I can tell you. Is that... I'll jump to that. So this is latter stuff. I haven't planned to tell that one, but I will. <laughs> uh, so let's have a look at that, will we? Now with your new knowledge, okay? okay. Um, so the tarot. So look at the suits. You have the pentacles. You have the swords. We know what the sword is now. And the spear. You have the hearts. We know the heart stone. And you look at all the all the, the, the wands, the hazel and the yew tree and all you have around the thing. So look at the cup is the chalice. Well isn't the holy grail is the blood the lines the lines, isn't it? Yeah. You have the pentacles. I the pentacles has a profound meaning, uh, which is part of my new stuff. I I I will I will go into it later, but Rest assured, the pentacle is more significant than we would believe. Um, um, and there is the sword, the sword of light and the shadow, the silver sword yeah. cast. Look at the fool. Why is he the fool? We are the fools. We were all the fools. Why? What's he doing there? He's standing, looking happy, moving around. With his knapsack, but what's he actually doing? He has his back to the sun. He's the fool because he has no idea of the line control. Right. He's the fool because he's turned his back to the light. He's an NPC. <laughs> Correct. That's it. And we all were. Yeah. <laughs> we all were, I guess, before this. So you, you look at, um, for example, Saul. So, Boaz and Jacinth, so I can tell this. What do they mean? So there's the, the, the high priestess. And we know that what does a fire produce? A good fire. Light? Heat? Smoke? Yeah, what kind of a smoke if it's really good? Oh, stuff that gets you high. It produces a column of smoke, doesn't it? Oh, right, of course, yeah. So that's what is that what your two uh, your two pillars, Jachin and Boaz, represent? Columns of smoke in this instance. Right. And you have the Science. John. So you have uh, two. Yes, exactly. So they they represent the smoke columns. And you also have the yeah. fire on top and the fire. Very significant to uh, so, the old Freemasons as well. Those two pillars. Correct, exactly. And you see the two towers there in the Hierophant. Same yeah. Kind of thing. Right, and got you. Crown in the middle. So anything else there? If you look, all of them refer to it. Again, one, the, um, the Emperor has the Aries, the heart, um, on base with the... I think there's another better one down here. Let's see. Fortune. 
So remember I said the wings represent the cross, the, the Bridget's cross at the start? Yeah. When you have the wings, different types of wings, and you have a lion, don't you? The lean, the follow the lines. Right. So and then you have the Ouroboros world. So so um, basically the tarot card is represents the tours. There's the, the sword, uh, aces and swords. The, the tarot cards represent, there's Capricorn. Um, again, you can see the, the five star, which is significant. Seth, well, that's Sophie, isn't it? Um, and you have the grid, look at the globe with the lines on it. <laughs> so, again, look at you. You have them all, meaning here. So you have uh, that's the, Prince. the Empress. That's so Prince, the Crescent isn't it? Moon. Looks like him. Looks like Prince's symbol yeah, there on the Empress card. Like, uh, yeah, uh, that's probably not a coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> but you see, there is the seal of Solomon. Yeah, the Star of David, but the seal of Solomon was the original, which is the sun, to see the male phallus, and the womb of the female overlock. And that's the creation symbol, really. That's what the scene of Solomon means. The, the um, point of creation. In a lot of uh, Freemasonic iconography, the columns, the Boaz and Jachin columns, have one as the down arrow and yes. one as the up arrow also. Correct. Yeah. And... and uh, it's, uh, I'm just seeing that. So it is interesting that, and I guess um, one thing which is later on, but I'll see can I pull it up. Uh, and then I'll show you something you will find interesting, which I think is good at the end. But so we all, you remember the, the order of the Golden Dawn, the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn? Yes. Yeah. So I had a look at that, knowing what I know now. Um, if it is ever to be found again. <laughs> Apologies, I have a lot of slides. I have a lot of slides. I have, I have over 500 on my new and three, you know, 400 on the first. It's like 900 slides. Um, yeah, every one of them has a couple of stories to tell. Yeah. Um, we had a, we've spoken to an ex-member of uh, the Golden Dawn. Have we? Yeah, a, long, a couple of years ago. Yeah, we had a... interesting. So we had a couple of interesting members of the Golden Dawn. Um, one of them was Bram Stoker. Right. Um, he was a member, and he was head of the Hist Society in Trinity in Dublin, which I went to many years ago. But. Um, so he was he was in the his he was president of the his society if I'm not mistaken, um, and of course he produced Dracula, and Dracula, Vlad the Impaler, which most people tend to believe he was, yeah. um, was is we know too that he's a, an ancestor of Charlie. Yeah. So so um, so it's actually interesting the last. Recorded king um, on on um, uh, Tara was Brian Baru officially, okay, and Brian Baru 
is the direct ancestor of all the royal houses in Ireland, in Europe. Wow. And when was he around? So he defeated the Vikings, it said. Right. Around 1100. Right. Um, So actually that might be what going to first. I can... I'll come back to this one. I found it. I'll just leave it for a sec. Or I'll show you it and then I'll go to him. Bear with me. So, uh, interesting. I want that the moon. This is on the winter solstice. I worked out that last year, winter, um, I don't know if you're familiar with the symbol for that. So this is the Rosicrucian symbol or the Hermetic Order, the Golden Dawn, Precursor. But have a good look at it. You have Crescent Moon on the Sol, so Luna, the Sol, and then Elementa, the Crucifix, and then Ignis is where, remember like like Tara, you the male and female, the point of creation or the ignition, wow. the conception basically. Yeah. So uh, last year was Highly unusual. Um, and I realized, hang on a minute. So this is that new Grange. The moon has a cycle of 18.7 years of props. That's why the moon is associated with monkey or Lug or, or Loki associated with the moon. Basically, a monkey is unpredictable. Those unpredictable things. And the moon, it comes from the moon being, it has not really a nightmare cycle because it doesn't follow any of the rules primarily, but it does have a specific, yeah, 28 day, 13 times a year cycle. But the full in location that happens every 18.7 years, but to happen just before dawn, um, I, I, I worked out somewhere was at least 450 year cycle. And last December, I, I've seen that it was it was one of those times. So there was a one in a five hundred year event, and of course I went straight with my oldest son to Stonehenge to have a look see. So what happens is the moon rises first, the crescent moon, because the sun is below. So this happened about uh, seven o'clock, and nearly an hour and later the sun comes up after there's the moon wow. you have the crescent moon okay? then the sun and then you have new granges to cruciform inside where you have the bowl at the back and this is where I believe the seeds you know the seeds for next year the growing seeds would be so and just then, to uh, just to explain for people people who are only listening we were looking at stone from Stonehenge there east for where the sunrise would be but the moon rose where the sun should be before the sun rose if that makes sense yes that's pretty wild and that happens every four or five hundred years or something for i can't remember yeah, off the head roughly. but i think it's like four, 400, 400, 470 years it's 432 yeah. years surely <laughs> <laughs> not this year <laughs> it did happen last year it wow. happened at that. and I went if I can so there look at there's the, the Rosicrucian symbol yeah it's all of the above 
You have the crescent moon <laughs> or the sun into the cruciform, and then you have Ignis. So, and dawn, of course, at dawn. Um, so not sunset. So that's interesting in itself. But uh, I, I took a photo, if I can find it somewhere, I did. Um, they must which, have had an absolute whale of a time uh, last winter solstice when that was happening. I wonder what they were getting yeah. up to. Well, this the part that really pissed me off was uh when I went to um when I went to uh go there, it was the security was unreal. So I'm looking for a photo if I can find it. I took a photo and oh damn it. I don't want to blow the last thing I'm going to finish with, but I, you'll see it at the end because now I'll I'll, 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 I'll give you some, I'll give you something to, to, to enjoy. Thanks. So, um, I can't, uh, sorry, now let me find, I would just clarify that, um, Brian Baru, if I can't. Is this like my oh, okay. Black & Decker uh, workhorse here? The multi-purpose tabletop, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> available in the middle aisle of Little yeah. tabletop. Okay, and that's a good segue. So I'll, I'll 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 go exactly to that. So what my new stuff is about um, is basically looking at the lines. Look, I looked at language, didn't I? And I realised that a lot. I looked at the old tree language, which. Uh, would have been Ohm. So if you read a history book, go to your main local library or university, and they'll say, oh, Ohm appeared about 100 BC on a rock. But Ohm is a tree language. So where's the tree? So the trees were all over these islands long before that, and they were carving away their their lines, their language. So Ohm is the... So you have to break down the language, um, and Oum, this is Mansai. So Oum is um, oh, is it like the not so, so uh, similar languages? This is the people of Russia. Yeah, this is up in the Eurasian, up you know, up in the western steppe, up in the up in the mountains, up in the Euros. You have a tribe, the Mansi, who are really targeted by the officials. And I would, to me, it looks like there was a murder of students, and the the Mansi people were blamed for it. And it was quite quite wow. a famous Russian case back in the forties or fifty. But they were just they abused. They 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 were told they murdered them and whatever. But you see the language here is quite clear. It's it, the carving is very similar. And if you look in Peru, you have the Kipu uh, nuts. Ironically, uh, he's some a South African guy, which I can't, I've been trying to track him down. But he had worked out that actually it was a similar language to Owen. It was almost identical. The knots fold a different way to match the Owen bends. So I looked at Owen because I seen the lines and certain things. And um, there's Owen. So you have the tree language, and every tree has a different character. And this is this is like the stones you see. So see the edge here so the language works from the edge and it goes each way up or down or horizontal on sometimes one side and sometimes both Gosh. um 
that's really complex. So there's a computer guy, I have a video somewhere. He he wrecked always the most difficult because it didn't have a space or direction. So there was no way really of interpreting to code it in computer in binary. Wow. So they made a point and they flattened it to make it understandable. Um so they could computer code it. It was the only language that, to do that. But when you looked at it, I look. So for me, like you, you're looking at this. So, so what's this to do with anything? I looked at the the three types, and I realised that those trees that had value in a particular season, they correlated with the lines. Either the boat lines meant it was perennial, or it was it was evergreen, basically. In one side, for example, a hawthorn is to the left, and that would be the sunset or latter part of the year if you looked on a, on a, the old Celtic wheels. So I realised, hang on, maybe maybe the tree language uh, tends one side or the other, depending. So actually what I was looking at is it's relative, the language is from the sun, whereas the sun at the time of year and that's why the trees were had value, more value at certain times of the year, or maybe both times of the year. And and I, I correlated that actually that's what the tree language was all about. And of course it didn't come from one stone that they found hundred BC. Ireland and these lands were covered in trees and they were felled unusually. And a lot sooner we know the we you know we had the, 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 the British Royal Navy. The trees were cleared long before that too. And of course you may know or know not of the Phoenicians and so on. And there's very strong uh, evidence to say that maybe they were from this part of the world and this Phoenician army we know of uh, originated this part of the world. But parking that for a side, I looked at the own and I, I studied and I said, right, well, what do we know about the words? So I looked at this was a this is done by Matty Baker and it's a great table. It gives you kind of when the, the symbols for each of the letters. So no, the original written language is uh, Proto-Syriac and Phoenician. Um, you can see the origins, and if you look at the letter A, is significant. It's, it's Capricorn. Why is Capricorn? Well, the sun rises in Capricorn in the winter solstice. <laughs> one thing that was very obvious. That's why it's a goat's head. Yeah. But look at it the other way around. And then <laughs> and you see just after the Ammon Rebellion, it flips over. Remember, we're talking about the time of inversion. Yeah. So wow. every of the language you look later on, on around the time of Jesus, in around that time, and just before, you see another inversion, or probably just after. The letters are literally flipped. Okay. Yeah, later on. Yeah, so the, all of the these flips things, the other way though. The flip hmm. like left to right rather than yeah. Correct. Right. Either way, they've they've been inverted in some way. <laughs> so of course this got me thinking when I studied this. Uh um and uh so we know that Owen is is a is a runic language. Right. And and uh, the Phoenician was sort of like that. But then you look at most of the Middle Eastern, uh, from Elamite, that's the 
in the Elamite languages, um, you see that they are what you call Punic, which is different characters. You know, basically they're the stylus and they cut the words and their lines as well. Oh. But the, I noticed there's too much of a coincidence. So runic languages, you have the runes, of course, Scandinavian. You have Oum, and then you go to the Punic down in the Med, and you see you see the Elamites and so on. And, and, and it's very difficult. Um, there, there's a correlation, I think. So I said I'd look at this carefully. Um, um, and there's Yiddish. You, you see there is kind of a, a, a loose connection, but you can still see similar common elements that didn't to me I wasn't looking at orthodox or conventional research and languages. I just said I'll, I'll have my own adventure. And I looked at some of them and I noticed, well, we have what well, we call this father in Gaelic, but it's not unique. It's, you get it in France. In French also you have what's called Oxencraft. Um you have Umlaut in German. And to me they were clearly because the father literally means long or stretched and as the sun rises it's stretching out and then you have oxen grave grave and grave literally means to die and they die out the letters so i could see i could see correlations in the these letter letter ones so so i looked at some i look at some of these letters for you so here's a which we know is is basically originated with capricorn and there's the goat, there's sunrise in the winter solstice, the sun rising up. Remember Osiris, he died. She put him back to he was scattered four, 14, the 13 places, 14, and she put him back together and she couldn't find his penis, so she no. made him one out of gold. That's right. And there is the gold. He was, he was Horus's father, or, or Jesus, wasn't he? So he's... He's God, the Father, the Goat, the Father. Oh. And there's the Son. Oh no, I don't like where this is going. So this, yeah. So you have A, but we know A is air or ether, and the one is one, but air and ether. Basically, the Holy Spirit is when the sun rises, Capricorn disappears, doesn't it? But still there, you just can't see it. That's right, yeah. Which is the Spirit. So that's and they're all. All the one person, aren't they? Yeah, so God the Father. Say. And a few minutes later, he'll be God the Holy Spirit. And there's God the Son. <laughs> so there is A. The next one I looked at was B, obviously. But I realized B just didn't. They have a bell. And we always think of bell and it was sound. But actually, bell means light and sound. So B, B, and if you look at the line, remember the line and Om, you have a vertical line, or it could be horizontal, and this is near the end. So you look at certain letters, you have the P would be at the top, so it's it's from the beginning, it's going up, and this is this is near the end of the journey. So, like you have bounce, Big Ben, Ben means a cliff in Old Gaelic, Bin which is where echo, you get an echo, bin-bin, you know, the ben-ben, and so on. And there you have a bell tower. So we're all thinking about the sound, but actually the tower, we know the towers isn't, isn't about the sound, it's about the light. So that was B. So it's the light from 
the receiving of the light from the solar entity, be it the sun or the star or the moon or whatever. Okay, so there's B. Wow. Now, this is probably the most significant matter, the one of all, uh, one of the most significant matter, and it is E. So we have emergency, emit energy, elevate, and L. So you look at the sun, and what, what basically, E is the emergence. It's the rise, it's, it's, it's the light as it breaks, the emittance as it breaks the horizon. And where is the horizon? Well, the right horizon, the She's gone really, gone really choppy now. Or you just have to that. repeat that last bit, Alan. You went really choppy then when you swap, swapped slides from E to L. Okay, so um, so E was the emergence, yeah. okay, on the horizon. Can you see, is it stabilized now? Yeah. So now you have L. So there's the land. You see... And where do you get a shadow? You can only get a shadow on the land, can't you? Yeah. And that is the standing stone or a penis, or that's what it is, a phallic symbol. It's standing on it's on the land. So 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 God God was simply where you have emergence meets the land. And where is that? That's the horizon. These this is the Elamite. These are the El. The worshippers of this are the Lites. They wow. want the L on the horizon. All the lights on the horizon is L, and the Elohim were all the gods. Right, yeah, and the the angels as well. Michael, Gabriel, Raphael. Gosh, Mike troll. <laughs> He's gone again. <laughs> Can you hear me? Yes, you're back. Mm -hmm. Okay, so did you get that? So basically, Elohim is the is the gods. El, we all know El as being the god, the original god. Yep. Is the light on the horizon. It's the E, the emergence on the El, the land. Wow. Okay? Yeah. So that's L. So I will go and rather than... So... There is table. Can you hear me okay? Yeah. Okay. So let's look at So I've showed you all the letters. Var 1, which was T. So I need to show you T, okay? I'm guessing it's so like T. Tau. Oh, here we are. It is not bad. Not bad. So look at T. Just look at the um, how it, you have a cross. You remember, remember Newgrange, you had between the three dots either side, you had the squeezed bubble, yeah. an up bit and a down bit. Yeah. Then you have this, you have the cross, same again. Then you have this and this. So what is that? That's the horizon. <laughs> and this is like the beam continuing on. Right? So if you go and bang on, you have tau as it comes through and bounces off. 
This is the old Gaelic T. So, ta means yes. Che, T-E is hot. Remember, E is the emergence. Yeah. So, what T means is like, is like um, the impact. It's it's the it's the it's the recipient, the receiving end of of the emergence, the light from the emergence. Okay. Yeah. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, uh, we can go to so bonfire, for example, is tina. House is chi, but it's like where the in, uh, impact from an eye. Well, I'm not going to. Basically, it's where where you get um, an impact or an incident, an effect. Okay, so that's what T temperature che is hot. It's it's like the receiving end of the, the heat, the impact zone. Okay, so I'll go back to the slide I was on before. Was table. So let's have a good look at this. So you have T, which is kind of the impact. Okay. A, we said was was the air, the ether. Okay. So B, is is the wave. That's what B means. It's a light or sound wave. So light, probably in this case. On land, L, of E, the emergence. Does that make sense? So basically, the English language, which to me I've looked at, is a hybrid of all these Punic and Runic. So it's 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 connected a hundred percent to the proto language. So what you're seeing table, and we've learned to, why why is this called a table? Because this is where you do work. That's why it's a multi-purpose tabletop. Underneath, you had your fruit and your seed, ah. didn't you? Right. Is this coming through? Yeah, yeah. The high table. So you have the scraps under the table. You have your 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 food for next year and your seeds for next year too. It's not just one thing. You need both. If you don't have these, that's what the dolmens were. The womb, the tomb. It was to protect your seed. So it, there was no next year if you didn't sort this out. Mm. So, but on top, you have a flat slab. And I done a little uh, 3D on it. So what they did was they would have placed the... Does that come true? Yeah. Mm. So you would have placed your cross down on the table. Remember? Table, T, where the incident through the air of the wave, which on land of E. There's E in the distance, do you see? So E through the air sends on on land to here and you receive the tau, the impact. So basically it was a place to receive the light that they could measure. See? Wow. So it's a table. The table had the purpose. It's a, a um, and there's another one to look at, see? You have the altar, don't you? Mm. Ironically, if you look at out here, you have Altair at that level, a low-level god. It's one of the, uh, the the stars just on the level of your table. Everything below the table is the zodiac. Wow. So, a question. What do you, what's the most famous table you know of? The round table. Round table, yeah. It's a good shout. Yeah. 
good. Yes. So, you know, did it ever exist? Well, it did. <laughs> That's Stonehenge. Exactly, because you have the flat stone on top in a chimple, temple. Yeah, got you. It's a round, it's a round table. Yes, we're just and, missing. And what they did... A big oak table top for the giants on top of there to sit round. <laughs> well, actually, you don't because the round stones are the flat table. It's a round table. It's just not the table we thought of. Oh, got you. Yeah. Wow. So, so the multi-purpose table, is yeah. that like a miniature version? Exactly. Of, the, of, yes. of Newgrange, basically. That's what you're saying. So, like, you know, in, in Newgrange, yeah. you would... He would have put the seeds right in the center where the crucifix or the cruciform bit was. And then, yes. so like, and these little tables perhaps are commonplace, where, which were a little bit more, you know, common, I guess. Yes. So they're your local community or yeah. local farm, you know, right. you would have your table. If right, you didn't okay. have your table, your tomb, your tomb, your womb. So it was your 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 literally Mother Earth keeping mm. your seeds dry, yeah. dark, mm -hmm. and the same temperature which stone provided. The mm. space, the cube, mm -hmm. isn't about the edges. It's actually the dark square space that that provides. That's what the cube is, the Kaaba. <laughs> when you look at mm. some of the movies, Horizon, you know, or or um, many of them, you know, you have the black cube or the black sphere but you could never touch the surface because it's not the surface. Space, it is literally space. So it's, <laughs> it's, it's not a thing, it's ethereal. <laughs> it's abstract. So that's what the cube represents. Right. Yes, it's, it's, it's literally abstract. Cool. So the round table is Stonehenge. It has to be, really. Or maybe it's, it is... It would be, um, I'll, and I'll explain more because it doesn't end there yet, does it? That photo I took, it's, this is not one of the worst photos, but see the security here? Yeah, yeah, so what a shame. I couldn't get up there. I just happened to pick the right spot to stand, so I got the sun coming through. Right. But the security wouldn't let us go there. But if you went there that night on, on winter solstice, the sun set, no problem. Oh. Interesting that you couldn't go there for the morning. No, it's maybe in use. Yes, there's all sorts of sacrificing going on. <laughs> who knows? Who knows? Well, I think actually that would be the creative side. So I'd be probably more saucy, I'd say. Than, oh, than right. Oh, well, okay. Oh, it's gone, actually. <laughs> creative side. I don't know. I haven't a clue. <laughs> so, what do you know also of that uh, Overton window? Oh, you know yeah. the Overton window, don't you? The opportunity when things, the window lines up with your your idea or, or the agenda, let's say, and, uh, and has a moment, doesn't it? Yeah. You know, the Hegelian dialectic has to, has to pro, the, the problem reaction solution. You need you need that moment to, for everything to line up, isn't it? Mm -hmm. we, we know certain people <laughs> are involved in that. Oh, dear. <laughs> Oh, so dear. what are the knights of the round, round table? Well, so you look up and you see all the high, the high, um, the high gods, 
the pyramid of power looking straight up. Uh, the one we're missing up there, which is in power now, is obviously Draco. Draco. So it's pretty much up there. The Nurse and Major and New Polaris, of course. But have a good look. Look all around here. And you see the round table, don't you? Yeah. Or we know it's been remodeled several times, maybe three or four times, Stonehenge. Probably because they can't work out exactly where it should be. Layout. Yeah, let's the, get that. Ideas. But we, we probably we probably have a better idea what it's about now than they do. Mm. But we to look at it, so you have the round table. But have a look. What do you see? What do we look at? You see the Saracen stones on the table, and everyone thinks it's the Saracen stone is the most important thing, but it's not. It's looking through the stones is what's important. There's your Overton window. Right. These are, look at each one of them is a different knight, isn't it? It's a different knight at the table. <laughs> yeah. So these are the knights of the round table. Mm. They're canines, silent knight, a silent canine. <laughs> That's <laughs> what they are. And each one looks at a different constellation, a different time of year. Right, got you. Depending, right, okay. And, and uh, so when I've gone, obviously I've done all the letters and there, believe it or not, there, there is more uh, poignant letters than that, which I'm trying to put together so i look forward to sharing that which is yeah think. still in the process of decoding yes it's very interesting no i've pretty much finished now have you oh. so i'm putting it together yes and Excellent. it it will really open your eyes <laughs> yeah to, to yeah i'd be interested to like put google earth down in the middle of stone engine see what constellations come up through these mm. uh, porticos yeah right? at, at different I so uh, you know celestially yeah. uh, significant days of the year mm. how long is how long have you been looking like, into I, all of this then alan so the first video you've seen i started i guess the act that accident finding was just in, in january that year really or february mm. maybe january um january i think uh, early january um i did i went home with ghost uh my third day podcast that was when that was in and i did an interview with michael desarian and david whitehead just before that that was in 21 the end of 21 all right and yes and i, I did uh I did, a, I did another interview that time with uh, Gran Torino, which is, is good fun, and Ghost, they were both good fun interviews. Um, and then Sasha Stone after that. And then I didn't, I went silent. So I, I, did, I, I obviously the world took over and I was doing my own thing, but I, I kind of parted for a few months. And then the letters, I guess, I said I needed to, you know, just to do a short little version because it was too long. Obviously, I never got that finished. But as I was doing it, and the language thing kicked over, so that's like really uh, the early part, mid part of last year. So last summer to now. Mm. Cool. Okay. So a year, not quite a year and a half. But uh, it's, yeah, there's a lot lot of, uh, so I went through all the letters, and, and really I have come a long way to to 
to really it's unlocked a lot of things, a lot of things. So what what I found, um, there's there's a few alterations to history, I think that are quite profound, um, which I'll, I'll talk about. Obviously, I touched on it at Tara. Um, the other thing was some of the letters I I struggled with. Um, I struggled with W. I struggled with U. Um, N and M, and and I just couldn't understand where K came from, and then why. So when <laughs> I when I said that, we'd say why K, okay? Not K-Y. Uh, so I realised. Well, I will say this: that the two of those Y and K are phenomenally significant. Um, such a tease. And V. Yes. Your T, so, yeah. you know. You don't call it KY uh, jelly for nothing, man. Second attempt. No. So so one thing I would say is, okay, so we know G goat, okay? So we know goat is where the word God originated, or it's an origin, because it's Capricorn. Capricorn, yeah. The Father, the Holy Spirit. So we got that. So that's G, Okay. Um, but <coughs> originally, <coughs> and I don't know if even how when it was, was it with the Ammon Rebellion? Maybe, but I think there might have been a, some kind of a, a change before that as well. But so, G, we know how G sounds. Remember that letter didn't uh, come later on with the Capricorn, the goat. But the Gaelic word for, for God is. D-E-E, J, or G, or D-I-A is blessing, is bless you, or God bless you, Gia, G. So G is the letter capital G we know. Gael, if you look at uh, Gaelic, it, it originally means to gyrate, which is what the planets and the, the stars do. Sure, yeah. <clears throat> but D is, a, is a, we know it as a semicircle, on a horizon line, but I re- D literally means all lights, not just the sun. So when it was polytheism, the capital D, particularly small D as well, would have meant uh, God, but it was G, said the same, pronounced the same, but it referred to all lights, all the L uh, along the horizon. So that would, the original God would have been all the lights of the sky. Right. Not just the sun. Right. So there was a change bef- uh, before that. That was the one change that came along. Um, so th- there's there's quite a few things, and then you know you understand the darker side. So I've made a few discoveries. Indeed, some one of the uh, Harry on our history group he made quite a connection with uh, recent events in Dublin. Um, so you know. What what we have to realise is is that uh, um, as I say there was a couple other letters that got me, but you see you now I know I'm in a very strong place to know how they operate, and they operate in a very we know a mechanical way, yeah. and 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 a key way. So so when I share and hopefully I'll share it with you soon, um, I'll go through. Through the rest of it, when uh, I guess it's, I want to release it all together because it's, uh, you know, it it makes more sense when it's together. 
Mm. Um, to put it that way. Well, Alan, it's um, uh, been uh, pretty fascinating. This mm. I've enjoyed it very Don't much. Worry, so yeah. very interesting. Yeah, people in the chat are asking for you to come back. Yes. So you're gonna have to you're gonna have to come back when uh, okay. continue at some point. I will do. Yeah. Yes. Um, no. No problem. Yeah. Yeah. It's been, a, uh, no, I look forward to it. There's so much, as I say, I have ridiculous amount of slides, and it's so hard. No, but if I leave this slide out, and I, you know, it, I lose trans. It loses translation and becomes just yeah. a random slide. But I've tried to put a bit of chronology, or at least link everything. Because that's the hardest part is just to put it together, and I guess that's what I've been doing in the in the the wee hours. Usually when I'm driving, it hits me what how things connect. But um, yeah, no, I do look forward to sharing that with you. Cool. Well, um, I think we should let you go. Time's marching on, and yes. um, yeah, let's. The sun is getting low. The sun's it? getting low. Yeah, it's, <laughs> the scarlet. It's so low, it's underneath us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, thanks again. Thanks, uh, Alan. Thanks for coming in and mm. sharing your stuff with us. It's been uh, very interesting. And uh, look forward to doing it again before too long. Yes, yeah, same as that. Same. All right. Th- thanks for having me. No problem. It's a pleasure, and please come back and uh, have a good what's left of your Sunday. All right, Alan? Yeah, will do. Take care. All right, I'll, All be, right. I'll be in touch. Yeah. All right. Cheers. Right then, we're back. The dwarf. Ronnie Pickering! And the mother of madness. That's our chat with Alan. Danenny. Lines of Destiny. Danenny, is it? Danenny? Not Danini. No, it's a D E double N E N Y. Danenny. Alan D. I wonder if it's D. You're too far off that mic, man. D. You need to move forward a bit. Wait. No, move yourself forward. You're putting it there. It's like a fist away. I am a fist away. You are now, yeah. Well done. Gonna mess up the focus now. Oh, it's alright. If it focuses on you, it's fine. Um Yeah, I was I was I was scribbling through my tarot cards then just to see if I could see any uh any what? The Vicente Forza deck. Oh. But yeah. Yeah, very interesting. Interesting mm. symbolism. And uh Did you find any multi purpose tables in there? <laughs> They're everywhere, man. Scrolling with them. Like IKEA. Yeah. Mm. So you put your seeds under a table? Yeah, you got storage. Store your seeds, haven't you, for on next piece, season? On a piece Otherwise, of... you fucking starve. Yeah. Like... So you, do, you, do you keep? Do you keep? Are you supposed to keep them cold? Well, obviously, cold and dark. Yeah, and dry. Dry. That's the thing, isn't it? I just, I would always thought that it would be a bit damp in there. In a in a cairn. Mm. Thing is, we're only seeing what's left of them. I know. Yeah. They will have been. They, they were probably buried. No. Dolmens? Maybe, yeah, probably. It's probably covered with earth. Earth no. and grass, turf. Over the top, maybe. Astro turf, maybe. Maybe they had astro turf. Maybe, yeah. You've got some boots for that now, haven't you? I have, I've got astro turf. Achilles! Crazy fast, Adidas. Yeah. Did they make you crazy fast? I was really quick. I nearly had that winger. At one point, and then I felt my my legs go in. I had to stop because yeah. I'm an old man. Exactly, yeah. And uh, not used to running, sprinting. No, can't go from zero to 
you know, 60. Seven miles an hour. <laughs> Seven miles an hour. <laughs> you know, without doing your cellar mischief. No, exactly. No. So anyway, uh, if you want to join Alan's Telegram channel, the link is in the show notes. If you're a telegrammer, I struggle because um, there's so much out there. I can't yeah. keep up. You, you leave it for a day or two and, and there's like 100 messages. It's like, fuck, mm. I can't. It's going to take me for all day just to get through all these and click oh, yeah. all the links and mm-hmm. see what I'm doing. So, yeah, it you know, but... Too much information in the world, isn't it? <laughs> so much. It's mm. terrible. So, uh, yeah, do what you can. Anyway, let's uh, let's go on with part two because the sun is getting low. Let's do some headlines. I need to change the tiles, man. Oh, sixes and sevens tonight, aren't I? Capital letters, a big news story. Are you retarded? Yes. Headlines of the week. All right. What's the first one? I'm not even in part two, man, honestly. What a shit show. Yeah, I should be on this screen, shouldn't I? See, That's look, where my headlines are. Yeah. I've got to be back here, really. But I can adjust your mic. It's just that I can't I can't do it now. Come, ma- fi- come making... five minutes early next week. You could be... And we can adjust your camera. I can't. I just come here on time. I know. <laughs> that means we don't have time to like do anything. alter the camera. I tilted the camera up uh, oh. two weeks ago because I thought it would stop the phasing in and out of existence that That's... we do. I thought you were just, you know, re-emphasizing my status as the dwarf. That's it. <laughs> no. No. Uh, first shame. What's the first headline? Gosh. Uh, headlines. Here we are. One, two, three. I normally have this coming up before the jingle ends, but there we go. First headline. First shame. Our town's Christmas tree is the UK's worst. You can get a better one for 55 quid on the high street. It looks like a twig. This is uh, a town's shocking Christmas tree that's been slammed as the UK's worst by furious locals who say they could get a better one for 55 quid. Council officials have promised to replace the festive tree erected in Hattersley after it was planted outside community centre, The Hub. The Hub of Hattersley. You know, I'll see a picture of it. Where's Hattersley? Wow. They put a fucking barrier around it. (laughs) I love the barrier. That's a great touch. Doesn't it just shout Yuletide seasonal feelings? Doesn't it just... That barrier around that shit tree. Oh, doesn't it just shout austerity? (laughs) Uh, The poor state of the tree has prompted severe criticism from residents when they noticed workmen had decorated it in lights. And put barriers around it on Monday morning in time for Friday light switch on. Mm. Now, following the festive furore, council officials have promised to provide a cut tree in time for the switch on and replace the living tree. Now, uh, Jess Walker, 35, assistant manager of Mottram Wood Pub on the other side of Stockport Road. So it must be Greater Manchester, honestly, I imagine. Stockport yeah. Road. Uh, couldn't believe her eyes when she saw the tree on Monday morning. She told the Manchester Evening News, it's shocking. I run the pub opposite and we do lights and Santa grottos, everything. The only thing we don't do is a big Christmas tree because we don't have the staff to police something like that. Right. I couldn't believe it when I saw it. It has a sign saying there's a big light switch on on December the 1st. Are they joking? What are they going to be switching on? 
the mother of two, whose mother, Yvonne Milo, is landlady of the Mottram Wood, uh, who lives in Hassley, added, I'm not bringing my children to the switch on of a twig on a Christmas tree. <laughs> a twig of a Christmas tree. Kids want to see something that makes them think, wow, don't they? The kids on this estate don't have much, but we see they have lovely displays in Ashton and Hyde. They do, so don't they? a bit they? of jealousy, though, isn't there? I know. You know, Ashton, Hyde, Glossop, Hadfield. Hadfield was where they filmed League of Gentlemen. Is it? Yeah. I worked, I refurbed a pub. The pub? <laughs> In Royston Vesey, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, yeah. I can get an eight-foot tree down the road for 55 quid. That's proper bushy. What we've got, I think, is just appalling. It's just embarrassing. Makes us think they don't care about the estate at all. We have a bad reputation as it is. And it just shows that they're not bothered. Oh, it's got a bad rep, apparently, this estate. Mm. Jess lodged a formal complaint. Officials have now promised a cut tree for Friday night switch on. Responding to Jess's complaint on the Hattersley Community Group Facebook page, councillor Jacqueline Owens said she'd spoken to officials who had agreed to replace the planted ones. The councillor went on, We've tried to grow a sustainable tree, sadly unsuccessfully. Oh, tried to, I thought they tried to grow it. <laughs> what? When did they plant it? Fucking October. <laughs> Fucked, yeah. Soft dead. Can't just can't grow a tree on next, on a roundabout <coughs> on the, next to a dual carriageway, can you? To be clear, uh, there isn't a budget for the Christmas event in Hattersley. Uh, the councillors with community groups work together to provide a Christmas market, Santa's grotto, entertainment, and food for the community. We're all happy to work with any interesting parties to make it a better event. Yeah, I don't know. Just get a plastic one, man. We've got a plastic one this year. Yeah, it's easier, isn't it? Yeah. And, uh, you know, you use it every year then. Exactly, yeah. Last I mean, forever. Exactly. We've had it at least 15 years. Yeah, we've had ours since we moved in, I think. Mm. Yeah, what do you think of my reindeer? Got a new reindeer this year. I know. I, w- I was going to take a photo and put yeah. it in the element, but I've left my phone at home. Oh, gosh. So, yeah. Can't do that. Oh, it was magnificent. Are you going to put it up on? Are you going to throw it up on the screen? No. I thought you were. Out no, of I don't have a photo. I of thought my... you had a twinkle in your eye, like you were going to. No, not at all. No. Roll out the white carpet. I did roll out the white fake grass. You did on my you? lawn, yeah, my Christmas display. Let's move on. Is fourteen-legged killer squid found two miles beneath Antarctica being weaponized by Putin? <laughs> I hope so. Would you? Better than uh, nuclear warheads, that isn't it? You don't think? Uh, well, yeah, less less Armageddon, isn't it? A killer giant squid that can hypnotize its prey and Ooh. paralyze humans at a distance of 150 feet using poisonous venom is being developed as a secret weapon by Vladimir Putin. A scientist has claimed. Can you believe this shit? <laughs> oh, I thought we had a clip. <laughs> No, I don't have a clip. You don't have a clip of the... Scientist, Dr. Anton Padalka. Oh, yeah. Dr. Anton Padalka claims he was part of a Russian scientific expedition to a subterranean lake in the Arctic that discovered the terrifying creature known as Organism 46B. (laughs) 
like a fucking horror film, isn't it? What's Organism 46? <laughs> <Say. laughs> I don't know. And Organism 1. Sharknado. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, Oct- Octoshark or something. Are they? Yeah. He said their discovery at Lake Vostok was covered up by Russian officials who are now looking at ways to weaponize and breed the deadly squid with potentially devastating effects. Dr. Padalka said the squid, which was discovered in a freshwater lake, trapped beneath two miles of ice, possessed an array of weapons (laughs) and was responsible for the deaths of at least two of his scientific colleagues on the expedition. Right, so there's, there's a there's a giant squid that lives in a frozen lake. That can paralyse and hypnotise people. And it's killed two scientists. It's killed two of the expedition. This is, is like this is a, a screenplay. This is a Ridley Scott movie. No? Well, I don't know. I'd probably say a B movie. Um, it is like Sharknado, isn't it? Oh. What the heck? OBS Studio disconnected. Does that mean... Oh, I don't know. Maybe we're maybe we're not live anymore. Oh, look. oh, the donut of death. I wonder if I need to restart the stream then. Oh well. Um, back to the murderous squid. Uh, yeah, giving details which sounded like the script of a B movie horror film. He said, "We encountered organism forty-six B on our first day." It disabled our radio, which we later learned to our alarm was intentional. Disabled radio. How did he know it was intentional? Did it tell him? Maybe it's telepathic as well. It is also able to paralyze prey from a distance of up to 150 feet by (laughs) releasing its venom into the water. Are you managing SC-20? Troopers, tragically. (laughs) Tragically, my colleague and lifelong friend was killed in this way. He tread water, wearing a blissful smile as the organism approached him. We watched helplessly as it used its arms to tear off its head, then popped its remains in its mouth. It was if, as if it had hypnotized him telepathically. The squid. We're all over the place tonight. The squid hypnotized him, tore off his head, and then ate his corpse. I hope it was a corpse at that point, <laughs> didn't you? I mean, um, Do you know. But in a frozen lake, how could he have been treading water in a frozen lake? Maybe he had a wetsuit on. But it's frozen. A dry suit. It's frozen. Are oh, you saying oh, it's underneath the, the underneath? Yeah, the, well, the squid was in water. Mm. Water was okay. frozen. Here we go. Bing, bing, bing. The 33-foot-long man-eater. How long is 33 feet in metres? 10. I think it's just 33s. It's telling you that it's bullshit. Right, okay. It's a bullshit story. It's, it's, uh, is it the Rosicrucians It's again? part of the op, yeah. Yeah, this is a messaging of some sort. So what's uh, what's the significance of a thirty-three foot long squid? Maybe it's, how many? Maybe it's a master Freemason. Does it have a thirty-three eight, degree squid? Does it have eight tentacles? The squid. I don't know. Or is it like six or something? Um, well, an octopus. 
would be eight octo. Yeah. So a squid will be, I'll have a squillion legs, won't it? A squadrillion. Answers in the chat, how yeah. many legs does a squid have? How many tentacles does it? <laughs> it has a beak, doesn't it? I presume so, like mm. an octopus. Mm. Um, the 33-foot-long man-eater also boasts extraordinary camouflage that helped it stalk the researchers, including shape-shifting. <laughs> Why did you roll your eyes? Because this is what um, they do, cephalopods, isn't it? I was just going to say. They're mental creatures. Those, those ones that, uh, what are they called? Cuttlefish. Yeah. They do it a bit, don't they? I think that's, is that not the genus? Is it cephalopod? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Dr. Padalka said, the shape-shifting capabilities of organism 46B sound almost diabolical. It shaped itself into the form of a human diver. Oh, well, there are octopus, aren't there, that do that? Change into human form? No, they take on the shape of things in the ocean, like other fish or shells or... And yeah. they take the, the, the sort of so sort of the shape changes. And they the rip tentacles. people's heads off, and then they yeah, and eat them. Yeah. We thought it was one of my colleagues swimming up towards us in scuba gear. By the time the closest scientist had realized what it was, it had grabbed him and torn him to bits. He revealed the octopus could also use its tentacles to kill, even after they'd been hacked off its body. Dr. Padalka claimed another of his colleagues were killed by a tentacle. By a, by a tentacle. How many of the colleagues have How many died? of the research? <laughs> How many of the research team make it back in Act 3? Fuck me, what's the name of that film with Samuel Jackson and the... Sex on a Plane. And the uh, training sharks, great white sharks. Is it called like Deep, Deep Blue Sea? sea. Deep Blue Sea? Yeah, this is this is this kind of thing. Territory. Yeah. Sharknado territory, isn't it? Mm. Uh, Mr. Padalka claimed another of his colleagues were killed by a tentacle many afters after slicing it off with an axe. Later that night, it slithered across the ice bank and strangled her. After five days battling the animal... Five days? Battling, battling, <laughs> battling the animal, the remaining scientists... Finally trapped Organism 46B in a tank. They brought it to the surface but were shocked when it was seized by Russian officials who were told who told the waiting international press, nothing has been found. Dr. Padalka fled the country and raised the alarm this week after he claimed to have discovered Mr. Putin's plans to use the animal as a military weapon. He warned these plans and any possible plans to breed more of the creatures could prove devastating. Some species of octopus lay 200,000 eggs. Imagine. <laughs> yes. Imagine if they were deposited in reservoirs and lakes, <laughs> and lakes across North America. Where was that French accent <laughs> with Mr. Robinson in... <laughs> <laughs> Reservoirs. Yeah, because I, I put for, I didn't put any effort into school. All my effort goes into podcasting. Into um, uh, Belgian accents. <laughs> that motherfucker or bison. I'm going to crush him. We have received no orders. Yeah. Uh, 
Right. Ah, oh, dear me. Housekeeping. Oh, <coughs> oh gosh. <coughs> Should we see what's coming up next? Oh, right, yeah. You will pissed. fucking love this, Matt. <laughs> Let's see what's coming up next. First on BBC One. Welcome to Carol Maggio Facercise. The rich and famous have to pay thousands for Carol Maggio's personal instruction. With appearances on Geraldo, Dateline, CNBC, Mike and Maddie, George and Alana, Argentina's Ola Susana, the BBC's Good Morning Anne and Nick, and Big Breakfast in London, Carol's techniques have become sought after by thousands. Walking up down the street like that? I mean, now, she looks good, doesn't she? Carol at 36. 36. Yeah, wait for it. We'll start it. you on your way to a healthier looking. 46. She looks better at 46. Yeah. She's been working out with her face. Are you sold? Do you want to see what you're going to have to do? <laughs> yeah. More beautiful face. Here is Carol Maggio. Hi, I'm Carol Maggio. Hi, Carol. This is an exciting day being here with you. Have fun and let's start facercising. Yes. Nasolabial smoother. What? Make a long O with your mouth. Visualize energy moving up alongside of the nose. Visualize energy moving down alongside of the nose. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Strong, 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 strong. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Tilt. 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 One, two, three, four, five, Down. six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Pump. 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 Keep breathing. Pump. Keep sucking the corners in tight, 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 tight. Keep pushing mm. the energy out harder and stronger and harder and stronger and harder and stronger. Push, 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 push. Why is she having to point? Why does she have to point? Because she's putting that much in it. She's getting that much. She's got to put that much in it. You've got to point. Why is she got All to point? All her energy's going in her face. I know, but why? Keep breathing. Keep sucking the corners in tight, Suck tight, tight, in. tight, tight. Keep pushing the energy out. Harder and stronger, oh harder God. and stronger, harder and stronger. Push, 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 and have a great time. <laughs> what was she doing? <laughs> I mean, it's not really that much effort. I mean, am I doing it right? Not doing it right, are you? Obviously. Housekeeping. Housekeeping. It's a value for value podcast. If you find this podcast valuable. Please consider returns of value. There's a myriad of ways of doing this. And my favourite way, as ever, is word of mouth, sharing the message, sharing the shit out of the show on social media, wherever you are online. Maybe you just want to, I don't know, grab some rando on the street and gouge his eyes. Gouge his eyes out and give him a link to this. With the podcast. Or a CD. Mm. Sign up for the newsletter. The Rum Springer comes out the first of every month. Uh, this week's went out on Sunday, was it? <laughs> what day is it? Friday. 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 Went out, went out yeah. on Friday. So check your spam if you are subscribed to the newsletter. And uh, if you want to be subscribed to the newsletter, email us at thearmsinquisition at gmail.com <laughs> and put newsletter wow. in the subject line. And I'll add you manually because the uh, link is sign up link's broken. Yep. Um, Johnny's in the Element server. I think there's been a few uh, shout-outs to the Element server in the chat tonight that I've seen popping up every so often. Hey, what? we wouldn't have had tonight's guest. Hey! Without the Element server. No. Good guest. Alan Deneni. Um, Yeah, you could you could make more uh, guest suggestions in there. You could 
uh, send videos, timestamped, uh, audio clips, um, news articles, all that kind of thing. You could do a birthday shout out. You could request a birthday shout out or some focus G. You could request a birthday shout out for Jesus. Could do as well. It's coming up. For, it's early uh, time. Yeah. Saturnalia and all that. Yeah. Um, anything else? Uh, we have merch as well. Um, and if you sign up to the newsletter, you get 10% off the merch store, don't you? I'll say fairer than that, can we? No. That's so we probably next to nothing on it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> These kind of price rises have been going on with Teespring. Probably you're talking like £10 <laughs> off a T-shirt soon. So yeah. um, here's uh, Phil's latest design. You are the carbon they want to reduce. Self-explanatory. Um, very niche bacon nuts reference here. Bacon nuts mug. Three weeks to flatten the earth T-shirt. And a literally a communist hoodie, which I've been wearing again. And a Amish splash. I'm back. And bacon nuts and a mug. <laughs> and a t-shirt and a hoodie and a t-shirt. Yeah. There we good. go. Done. Yeah, sign up for newsletter. Get 10% discount. That's it. If you're going to buy something. Uh, sub to YouTube. Comment, like, hit that bell. Show artwork. We have um, unique show artwork every week. Phil does it most of the time. Uh, we do occasionally get some submissions. We got a lot last week, last year. And uh, this year's been a dry patch, hasn't it? Has been, yeah. But yeah, if you're uh, <coughs> if you're handy with uh, there's all sorts of apps you can even do it on your phone now. Yeah. Mash uh, images together. Um, if you if you're in the element server or you sign up to the newsletter, you, you get a preview of who's coming on uh, in advance. Uh, or if you just follow us on YouTube, the uh, stream link normally goes up on a Tuesday, so that that gives you a few days advance. To come up with some artwork. So, yeah, I just rattled this up off the uh, YouTube thumbnail, modified it for the podcast show artwork. But, yeah, if you submit artwork, um, we'll use it. So your your artwork will be on Spotify, iTunes, and all the rest of it, and you get a, a producer credit in the show notes. That you can put on LinkedIn. Yeah, the real will back you up. You're a producer. You're officially a, a, a producer of a podcast. You're officially pedantic. Yeah. That sounded like what you were going to say. Okay. And you could always just toss us a coin. Oh my gosh! It's a coin to the last. If you go to the Inquisition.com, find a PayPal button there. You give us a one-off donation, monthly recurring sustaining donation. You can uh, buy us a coffee. Okay. We like coffee. You can buy us coffee at buy us a coffee or stickers. Oh, super stickers are a thing on YouTube now. Apparently, mm. if you've got, I think you, if you have YouTube Premium, you can, or you've got your payment details linked up, you can mm. send us super stickers. I don't know what they do, but you know, I just, I just clicked a box basically to enable it. Mm. Uh, only you folks out there can save Blockland. Keep the shit show going. Yeah, let's thank the producers. I think it's for about episode. Oh. oh my god! Yeah, I think we better add. Let's it's up. time to big up the man Dems. Yo. Yo, producers for episode 307, we have uh, Ben Lemmer, Matthew Chin, Helen, Alaya, and Emma. Thank you. They are. Yeah. yeah. So amazing in their love, literally. The best mate. This is aged well. Well, Scoff. The Schofield, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Aged like milk. <laughs> <laughs>
the dwarfs, the currants, the grape, the doctor of thugonomics, the homophobe, the winds, the giant fucking lenses, the chest feeding, communist, the, the base the sigma chat, the corn pop chunks, the baby penis, inner asshole, these clockwork clowns, the dime bar, the number 11, the bean gun on the bus, the blind man, the big chungus, the cripple, and the mother of the bickering from hell. <laughs> Are you retarded? I don't get it, never will. Yeah, thanks for your support for another week. And uh, mm. this is the value for value proposition. No, um, no crazy ads. corporate sponsorship deals. No, we turn them down. We, we do. No. We do. Especially on Instagram. We've got loads through on Instagram. Can you, you know, we'll send you some of our produce if you really? partner with us and all this. Yeah, loads of Insta kind of DMs. Nothing. MDMA? No, no, nothing exciting. No. Just uh, the usual. The ball, uh, the ball shavers. Yeah, we've had that, haven't we? Yeah. We've had one of the grooming, mm. male grooming, pube, pube wrangling grooming. companies try and send yeah. us some product, haven't we? Yeah. And uh, yeah, so no, no corporate sponsors, no paywalls, no uh, Patreon exclusives episodes. It's all out yeah. there, free, accessible to anyone. All we ask is that if you're in the position to, you get some value, you return that value in in those either of those ways. Mm. Become producer and uh, help us keep the lights on. So thanks, thanks for your support, producers this week. Um, end of show ourselves is what we do next, and I have. One, two, three, four. I've got four potential end of show ourselves. Okay. Uh, first one, go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. Helen said that one. I think it's a bit aggressive, isn't it, for the end of our podcast? It's yeah. Elon, isn't it? It's Elon. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, talking about being blackmailed by advertisers on Twitter. Again. This is why we don't have adver- advertisers, because if you're beholden to advertisers, mm. they control your message. Yes. At, the, at, the, at their behest, they will withdraw funding you mm. if you don't tow the line that they like, which is why the future is value for value. Uh, right, we're not keen on that one. Uh, mental health crisis. Are you having a mental health p- crisis? Yeah, you probably are. Charlie? Charlie Robinson? It's okay. No. Uh, okay. All right. Uh, masturbator. The solipsistic porn masturbator. There we go. You like it? Yeah. Like in yeah. JBP? The solipsistic porn masturbator. Solipsistic. Okay. What does that mean? Fuck no. It's too big a word. It's something to do with solstices. Solipsistic. I've heard it before. Yeah. I, yeah. It's one of those words that clever people use, isn't it? So we, yeah, let us know what it means use in the it, chat. Uh, yeah. Can you use the word solipsistic in a sentence? The solipsistic porn masturbator. Like that. Solipsistic. Yeah. Anyway, uh, what about... Um, okay, I'll raise you solipsistic porn masturbator with... I stand with. I stand with Ukrainian trans midgets, you know, for Black Lives Matter. Bit of an old, old vibe, Ukraine midgets. Yeah, we've moved on. It should have been Palestinian midgets, shouldn't it? Charlie, gosh. I stand with Ukrainian trans midgets, you know, for Black Lives Matter. What do you reckon then? Oh, is that it? Oh. Well, the four, yeah. Oh, right. 
Uh, Jordan Pearson. Pearson. Yeah. Right. porn masturbated. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. I could see that being wo- woven into the dwarf and the cripple, you know. Oh, God. Are you going to do a super mix? I think it, it deserves to be in there. It's right. a, clean, a clean clip. Okay. I would say. I mean, you can have a go at doing it, can't you? All right. Uh, that's the end of the housekeeping, I think. Isn't it? We've done it. We need to talk... Um, we need to mention quickly, we got a care package from previous guest, Robbie Marks. Which Delivery. One? Which one was he? The crystal The guy. artist. No, no, the other artist guy. Robbie Marks, yeah. You were here for that one. Yeah. Which one do you want? I'm having the tortoise. All right, so I don't have a choice. Have the eye. Yes, you do. You have a choice between them two. He's not here, so you can have a choice. Of you those can have that two. one. I want the eye. You're having the eye. What do yeah, I the artist, Robbie Marks. Um... Find what, him on Twitter. What on earth would you keep in such a tin? Contraband, no? Shoe polish. Well, you can have a deck of cards as well. Is he sent some cards? He sent a care package, man. From America? From America, and you can have one of these as well. Wow. One each, one, three of these. We've got a little envelope each. It's just stuff full of cash. And uh, it's got, it's got uh, a Christmas card type thing. Loads of uh, a fridge magnet. Stickers and loads of his artwork. Fantastic. That's very kind, isn't it? That's what I said. I messaged him. So oh, this one. Generous. The signed. The signed yeah, pack of cards. Yeah. I put my magnet on my fridge already. The Tree of Life fridge magnet. That's uh, unbelievably kind and. Uh, it is, isn't it? Shouldn't be doing that. No. Look wow. at the, uh, it's all, all the cards, like He's the suit himself. cards. Oh, yeah. They've all got his own designs on them. Those clubs, uh, spades look like mushrooms, man. Yeah. These are very good. Mm. He's just yeah. gone with hearts. And then skulls. Skulls for clubs. For clubs, do you think? Yeah. And eyes for diamonds. Nice. Nice. Excellent. Well, you nice. can have them. You take them on holiday. Nice. No, they're too cards. nice. They're too nice to use these. Well, that's how I was thinking. Like the stickers, I wanted to. Oh, I should. I feel like I should keep them and not use them. But mm. I think he would say, "No, use them." That's the idea. Yeah. So I'm going to use my my contraband tin for something. Here it is. I'll show you. Got a short camera, isn't it? That's my little turtle. There we go. That's better. Turtles all the way down. You can get rid of the yogurt pot now. Tin. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't mention that. Don't talk about the yogurt part. <laughs> okay. That's very kind of Robbie. Mm. Um. That's lovely. That's lovely and thoughtful. Yeah. Anyway, going back to the uh, eye cells, that um, Musk clip went went about went around in it of him telling everyone to go fuck themselves. Oh, it was specifically Bob Iger, wasn't it? Why? What? Uh, what the guy Disney who runs doing? Disney. What are they doing? Pulling their advertising from X, formerly known as Twitter. I didn't think Iger was... Uh, I thought they brought him in because he wasn't into uh, the message and stuff. God, no. Right? I don't think so. Um, this uh, little mashup of Elon who on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire went round. I'll, I'll play it for you. So if you're ready, let's go for the million. If Bob Iger was in the room with you right now, what would you say to him? Eat a bag of dicks? Suck on my pee-pee? Disney Plus is gay? Go fuck yourself. Um, 
I'd like to use one of my lifelines and phone a friend. Okay, who would you like to call? I'd like to call Bob Iger. <laughs> All right. Our friends at AT&T will get Bob Iger on the line, and we'll see if he can help you. Hello? Hello, Bob. <laughs> yeah. Disney's Hi, burning in the background. Hi. We've got Elon Musk with us right now. He's won a half billion dollars. Wow. And he's going for a million dollars. <laughs> and he needs your help to get there. Okay. So he's going to come on the line, read a question, four possible answers. One of them is the right answer. Elon, you've got 30 seconds. Starts right now. Hey, Bob. Hi. I don't really need your help. I just wanted to let you know that I'm going to win the million dollars. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. He's won a million dollars! And what I see all over the place is people who care about looking good while doing evil. Yeah, you get the, uh, the best the idea. He's, he's sort of portrayed as some sort of saviour, Elon Musk, when, mm. like... Uh, yeah, he's he's not a white hat. He's not going to save anyone. He was a co-founder of PayPal. It's like Adam Curry's been saying it for years now. He wants to be your bank. Well, X is going to be the new PayPal. He's gonna, he's gonna, he wants it to be like China, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. Like one app, one app to rule them all. Yeah, basically, he wants it. So you do your banking through it, don't you? You buy everything through it. You book your train tickets. Your... Yeah. I was reading something that. I must, well, anyway, this is bad about it, but I was reading an article from, I think it was in the Financial Times about um, so, sort of it, the economy in China and loads of people are defaulting on their mortgages and loans. So I think they said it's something like eight, eight and a half million people have defaulted this year or I can't remember, this quarter or something. It's up three million. Um, and you're, 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 you're banned from making purchases you can't work in the government your family can't work in the government if you default on a mortgage payment if you're if you're deemed to have bad credit yeah social credit or financial credit well i assume that both the, <laughs> well i assume that the the bad financial credit results in you having bad social credit and therefore you uh, so like what were you saying about you know him wanting to change x into wechat is that sort of uh, the the buying like the bus passes train passes flights, tickets, all that kind of stuff. Um, and it just gets turned off, basically, if you don't pay your loans back. Yeah, I can believe it. It's, uh, yeah, it's not, it's it's authoritarian. It's a He's a technocrat, mm. you know. And it's like, is he really that good at anything? Well, this is the other thing is, I just, it's like... What is the name? He's, he's treated like some sort of messiah, like some sort of super genius messiah. Um, in fuck me, Blade Runner, and uh, what's the other one? Alien. What's the name of the the huge corporations? Oh, Woo. Is it Way Wayland? Wayland. 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 Something like that. Something like that. Yeah. But that's why I. It's, that's why I envisage. It's almost like that, basically, where he's saying he wants to sort of populate planets and all the rest of it. That that whole Mars thing. It, it, <laughs> That's what I'm saying, though. But it's, that's, it seems like he's 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 seen Alien in the late in the early '80s or late '70s, hasn't he? Yeah. Or aliens, and uh, you know, he thinks he's going to terraform planets, basically. Nonsense. Why? 
<laughs> Why on earth would you talk about going to Mars if you hadn't been to the moon? Well, apparently he's going to the moon, isn't he? He's going to build a base. Let's see it. Come on. <laughs> no, it's not happening. Is that why? Why are they having such a problem getting to the moon these days, man? Because oh, it didn't happen. Well, they've got to build, he's got to build his super rocket. What's it called? The big one. I, I can't remember what it's I called. We need Ben here for that, it's don't nonsense. we? His big rocket. It's drivel. I did watch the video. It was quite funny. You know, his, his new truck has come out. That super truck. Cyber one. truck. Cyber truck. Have you seen the video? We at Drag Race in a Porsche 911. No. So they did a, a drag race mm-hmm. with a, a brand new 911, which I bought. We bought this specifically because I'm Elon Musk. And uh, the cyber truck pips it mm-hmm. by half a length. Mm-hmm. And he and then he goes, oh, no, wait, wait, there's more. There's more. You know what it is? What? The cyber truck is towing a 911. Oh, right. Okay. Same color. Mm-hmm. So basically, the cyber truck can tow a 911 faster than the 911 can do a quarter mile. Yeah, it still runs on batteries, though, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. Sorry. And it looks awful. <laughs> you know, I'd rather have one of those 10 grand uh, I know, Toyotas. Yeah. They look sweet. Though, they? <laughs> yeah, Chrome Dome. Um, there was something that I watched, it, I happened to watch it or read an article, or it might have been a video, I can't remember, of a woman charging her electric car at a service station charge. It was like some kind of, it was an electric Peugeot. And it cost, it cost 20 quid to put 80 miles of range in it. That doesn't sound right. I know, yeah. But I don't know if it, that's what, me and my wife watched it thinking that doesn't sound right. But I was wondering if it's like expensive because it was at a service station. Oh, right. Yeah. So if it's like a motorway services, they charge more. I would have thought if, so. The, the cheapest way to do it is at home. Yeah. But, you know, if you run out of juice, you can't do that. You're no. You're beholden. Mm. And it's been cold, obviously, as well. And apparently the batteries don't work when it's cold as well, do they? Well, that's fine because global climate warming change, it's all going to get hot in it. So well, they'll be fine. It's been cold. It's been very cold this last no, week. No, no, no. Polar cold. bears are done for. It's, it's, it's not cold. That's a figment of your imagination. Polar bears are shagging grizzly bears. So they're fine, aren't they? Are they? Yeah, have you not seen these? No. Would you watch this TikTok? Well, I don't know. I think I've seen it before then, but I think I'm pretty sure you can, if you Google, gonna, this is like a liger. That's a real thing. Don't let people tell you that it's not. It's a real thing. I've seen them, yeah. yeah. A cross between a, a lion and a tiger. It's yeah. a li- liger. That's it. And there's more than them, that as well. What? There's there's lie ties and tie lies and tie ties and lie lies. When you cross ligers with lions, ligers with ti- tigers. Right, okay. Because they're felines. They just breed. They can interbreed. Yeah. Any which way. Maybe that's how the squid was made. What did they breed? The squid, with a squid, an octopus, and a cuttlefish, and um, Jean Claude Van Damme, <laughs> well, and in... Paul McKenna, the <laughs> hypnotist. Well, <laughs> stranger things have happened. <laughs> they? Yeah. Okay. It's all going to come out in Operation U Tree anyway. <laughs> I thought that short. Nah, I'm going. <coughs> Paul McKenna. The next one. You reckon next big name to allegedly. This podcast is satire. It Paul. is, all the way through. But if you can help me stop smoking, then <laughs> maybe we'll call it quits. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I prefer Darren Brown. I think I he's think, a more I think interesting I, mentalist. 
both of them are a bit weird, to be honest with you. Yeah. Both of them are a bit mentalist. Yeah, I don't like his um, his sort of atheistic propensities, Darren Brown. Oh, right, I thought you were going to say Paul McKenna. I think you're fucking out. What have you been watching? <laughs> I don't know what his theological... Uh, <coughs> bent. bent. <laughs> Leanings are. Oh. Uh, I don't know. Maybe he has a multi-purpose table in his back garden. <laughs> I'm going to get one. I might make a multi-purpose table and align it to the solstice. Um, I've got some. I've got some huge timbers out of my... It's shit day! It's fucking shit day every day! I didn't even press that. Wow. Swap banks, sorry. You've got uh, some massive timbers. Yeah, I could make some, I'd make a, a wooden table out of them. Well, like railway sleepers. Uh, yeah, there's that kind of size, but very long. Right. Yeah. Okay, well, get on it then. Okay, I will do. All right. Get, there's some tips off Alan. Oh, yeah. yeah. Give him your address. Tell him to Google Earth where you are and uh, how you will align your table. Oh, shit. So I've got to make the line, the entrance to the table has got to line with the winter solstice, though. Yeah. Sunrise, the sun has got to rise in the in the vertical yeah. of the door. Yeah. Right, I'll have to figure that out. That's going to be at the front of my house, that. Is it? Yeah. And it's always cloudy. That's the other thing. It's always cloudy. How did they figure that out? Maybe it wasn't cloudy when they met him. Maybe clouds are new. It's just chemtrails. Probably. Cloud seeding. Mm. Clouds are fake and gay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Uh, right. Um, Northwest News update. Oh, God. Yeah. Well, we'll skip Emma. I've got. I do have a clip of Emma. Some vox pops, but we're running late, so we'll 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 move on to the biggest story in in the northwest this week. As he closes his blinds. Oh God! Who's <laughs> close? Oh, it's not Alan. It's not, it's not Alan this week with his ridiculous shirt. No, I can't remember this chap's name, but he's a very good presenter. He should be on TV. Right. Okay. He's missing a trick. He's an excellent delivery. And an Ed Sheeran lookalike caused a stir with customers when he visited Lancaster Burger Bar this week. Ty Jones, who bears a remarkable resemblance to singing sensation Ed, was at Berg Shake in St. Leonard's Gate on Wednesday to shoot a promotional video for the business. Are, are they not missing a trick? What about the Peter Kay lookalike who runs the s- burger bar? Well, it's someone that, isn't it? The light, the ring light's just a bit... I don't know place who he looks... Oh, he looks like someone who lives across the road from me. That's what it is. Oh, not f- no one famous then. No. Maybe no. it's the same guy. Could be. Does he run a burger bar? I thought it was a bowling green opposite your house. Well, it's, yeah, I mean, it's like kind of behind the, behind the bowling green and then right. further on. <laughs> <laughs> kind of across the road. Oh, dear. Yes, as I look out of my bedroom window, it's like across that road. Twitching. You twitch your curtains looking. Yeah. Uh, what's that? Uh, Stella Street. Michael Caine. Well, yeah. My I, name is Michael Caine. I Crane, didn't really watch it. And I am a nosy neighbour. Mm-hmm. You didn't watch Stella Street? Not really. Fuck me, man. What do you do with your life? When you were 15. It was only like five minutes long. It was like 10, 15 minutes. Oh, fuck it. <laughs> okay. I was in bed, sleeping. You, not that late, you, were, you were half 10. What time did you stay up watching baseball till? 10 to 11, I reckon Stella Street was on. Yeah, exactly. I was in bed. Ten o'clock. I was knackered. Tired. 
Getting up for the paper I don't know round. What you do every day. You're always tired. Yeah, because I go to bed at 10 o'clock and then oh. get up at 7 every day. So, yeah. I didn't get up at 7 this morning, I'll tell you that much. I was at the Christmas do last night. Mm. I woke up at half nine. What a dream. That's the longest laying I've had for years, I think. Who got up then? Uh, she got up and walked the dog. Wow. Yeah, we danced the night away. Mm. I bust all my best Michael Jackson moves, kicking the midget away, putting out the fag. Did you do it? Did yeah. you dance? Yeah, danced loads. Right, okay, good. Yeah, burnt, burnt off my turkey. Fucking hell, we got one pig in blanket, and it was literally an inch and a half long. Wow. Pig in blanket. Did you get one slice thick. of turkey as well? Two. So you want to keep it light so you just get smashed. Was it a free bar? Free bar. Yeah. Free bar? Yeah, always is. Yeah. Wow. We had uh, welcome drinks, mm. which was Peroni and Prosecco. Wow. And then on each table was a bucket, an ice bucket in the middle, was filled with beer and wine. Mm. So uh, we drunk all that. <laughs> and then uh, they had credit cards to go to the bar. We got some gin at the bar. Company credit cards? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, there was a few of them floating about, three or four credit cards floating about. Crazy times. <coughs> yeah. So that wasn't all All of those people in when every... Wasn't in the... Uh, just from your missus's work then? Yeah. Yeah, so the venue we went to has m- multiple function rooms. So there was several Christmas parties ongoing at the same time. Disgusting. There was 66 of those. Quinky dink. Is it? I don't know. Twice 33. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 33 employees plus partners. Yes. Could be, unless there was any singletons there. There may so, have been. No, never. Oh. Yeah, checkerboard floor, Jachin and Boaz up at the top. Only joking. No, yeah, I never considered that. Yeah, maybe it was 33 employees. That's uh, strange. Mm. I'll have to ask because she organized, my missus organized it. So I, I will clarify that. Yeah, I think Get back to you next week. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it's, uh, we're in December now. Are you in the Christmas spirit? Um, we started to trim up. Well, actually, I think we've done it. We're having a low Ma- key. Manscaping. <laughs> yeah, we're having a low-key uh, trim up this year. Still uh, numerous builder's items in my front garden. Need yeah. Need to be removed. Is he not done yet? No. Uh, in Externally, he's done, yeah. He's just got to do something else inside. Focus his chi? Yeah, he's got to focus his chi. Internally? <laughs> yeah, and then he'll be done. <laughs> so, yeah, he's got to do something else inside, and then he's finished. So you haven't finished decorating yet? The house or the Christmas? The Christmas. The, cri- the house. The Christmas. Yeah, it's done now. It's right, done. Good. It's done. You trimmed up. Yeah, so we did, we, did, we did the outside lights Friday. And then... What have you gone for outside light-wise? It's very, it's very basic this year. No inflatables. No inflatables. Just two reindeer. Um, and some lights that go all the way, that go over the door arch thing that's nice yeah classy pick it out in fairy lights and mm. then they go around our miniature 
mini char bush. There's a mini bush. The mini bush underneath the bay window. Right. It goes up and down, up and down, and then across the privet hedge between the gardens and yes. then round the front. Oh, right. Excellent. Yeah. Yes, she's made use of your outdoor plug. Right, it's in. a socket, not a plug, but whatever. Yeah, socket. Same thing, isn't it? No. Yeah. The plug is the active, the male principle. The socket is the sacred feminine, the divine receptive principle. Okay. So, yeah, the socket. She's made use of the socket for once. Good. Yeah. Good. She's made use of my receptive... Divine receptive. (laughs) (laughs) How are your reindeer? What size are we talking? They are rope light reindeer wound around a wireframe. Yeah. The the wireframe is somewhat corroded, but you can't pick that out when it's when it's night time. Are they three D? Yes, they're three D. Excellent. Yeah. yeah. Good. Um, they are old now. We need to we need to up up our. Game. I, had, I had to chuck my two reindeer out last year. Had mm. them for twelve years. Twelve years. Yeah. Good. yeah. First good. decoration I bought when we got the house. Was well, it? when we had the kid. The kid. <laughs> when the first one came. Right. Okay. First thing I bought was them two reindeers, and they lasted, but they were looking very tired. And so I did a massive upgrade on the reindeer front. Yeah, this, they, yeah. There's, some, there's an impressive reindeer family now. Yeah, on the front lawn, or a trinity of reindeer. Does your grass just not die like in this month? No, nope. just fine. It's fine. It's fine. I put artificial. It's white artificial grass down. It's like really cheap. It's like carpet, but it's good. You can see it to walk on. Yeah. Over the lawn. But yeah, you just pull it up and the grass is still there. It's fine. It doesn't yeah. die. No. It's all Japanese, not weed probably. <laughs> it's probably not even Dandelions. grass. Yeah. Yeah. No. Oh, good. I'm glad you've been getting into the Christmas spirit. This guy certainly has. Star Wars morning. All about me. She was there, yeah. Happy fun. It's the season. I'm on the standing. Ain't a Christmas. Everyone. Oh, there it is. Oh, guy. Loves uh, it. God. Loves a bit of shaky. Yeah. Uh, my dad used to love shaking Steve. I think he thought he was shaking Stevens, my dad. Yeah, those loafers. Loafers, the hair. Sideburns. Yeah. 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 Don't blame him. No. My uh, my missus has definitely got in the Christmas spirit. She started her own TikTok channel. I'll, uh, I'll put a link in the show notes. And uh, she's trying to become an influencer, I think. She sees that as a way out of HR. A, a TikTok influence got her uh, first video here. For a lot of people, you know, it's really stressful and it's getting... Lo- that wine glass is dangerously full, isn't it? It, it is. It looks like it might be Vimto. It could be. Cheeky Vimto. For a lot of people, you know, it's really stressful and it's getting a lot of people down. But the one good thing about it is spending uh, quality time with your children. Oh, fuck yeah. Uh, so, give her a follow. Yeah. Merry Christmas, Phil. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. 
it's easy to get stressed. We're going to have a quiet Christmas day this year. Are you going to be at home alone? No, we're going to uh, mother-in-law's. Oh, right. But there's only us going. Right, okay. So uh, four adults, two kids. I uh, don't know if Zeus is allowed yet. Right, okay. It's uh, uh, the missus, uh, mum's fella, has uh, like a um, circle... Um, it's not like him. <laughs> like uh, if you're on blood thinners, mm. uh, if you get a cut or anything like that, you just bleed and bleed and bleed. Yeah. Like you've got to be very careful. Like you don't want to be falling over or banging tables or bruising. And Zeus is such a fucking uh, fat daft bastard mm. that the concern is, you know, he'll he'll jump on Dave and... Oh. Maul him to death. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Let me put my lipstick fuss on you. Fuss over me. Can make a fuss of me. Yeah. Come on, little puppy. <laughs> fucking idiot. So, yeah, it's going to be a quiet one. Mm. <coughs> but, you know, it is what it is. I think we might just be at home alone. Yeah. Don't you normally go to your sister's on Christmas Day? Uh, sometimes we do, yeah. Or Boxing Day. Well, I think he, the other, her brother's coming to ours on Boxing, Boxing Day. Day. Yeah. He just informed us the other week and said, yeah, we'll come to us on Boxing Day. So she's she's ordering all, all the Boxing Day food. Little? I don't know. I think she was looking at booths. Fuck me. Okay. Yeah. Gonna order a new credit card. <laughs> Fuck me. Hey, at least there's no. You'll be able to pay with a human. They've ditched all the self service. Yes. They're ditching the self service. At booths. Tills at booths, yeah. So if you can afford to shop there, <laughs> yeah. you're fine, aren't you? Honestly, I remember going there like the fresh pepperoni pizza, standard size pepperoni pizza. Six quid. Mmm. Pricey. It's little, it's like 180. I know. And yeah. the difference is. Fucking unbelievable, ne- negligible, <laughs> absolutely negligible. My know, kids even said they preferred it. Do you the know, Aldi one. Do you know what it what it is? Booths is just a nice place to go. That's what it is, and people aren't running around like blue ass flies. Um, they have time. There's a fresh meat counter yeah. and a butcher's, and the fruit and veggies like you know actually looks nice. They have. Uh, I don't know if they still have. I haven't been in for years. But they used to have welcome staff on the door. Oh, well, I thought, greeters. I thought, I thought they were called security guards. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the greeter being incredibly polite, asking me if I had a mask back in the dark days of uh, 2021 or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Very polite. But yeah, it's a different clientele, isn't it? Because mm. um, it's a fucking deer. Mm. You know, it is what it is. Yeah, it's where my mum does all her shopping. Yeah, well, why not? She can afford it, I'm sure. Yeah. Can't take it with you. They're in Waitrose, obviously. Oh, gosh, I've never been in a Waitrose. As you know, I think Waitrose is like a little bit like a, a rubbish booths. <laughs> thing is, booths isn't nationwide. People no. in the South have no idea what we're talking about. I think some people know what it's like because they go, oh, that shop, a booths. I've never seen a booths. I go to a booths. They go in and they go, oh my God, I need a fucking mortgage to no. shop here. Yeah. Apparently, apparently, I don't know if this is true, where I live, you know, the, the big road at the bottom of my road, the posh road, the Thirlby Club. You know, the yeah, thing? yeah, I've been that's, in there, yeah. That's Mr. Booth, the original Booth's <laughs> house. Is it? Apparently, yeah. Right. And they got turned into a bowling club. 
Went to a child's birth- birthday party there. What's <laughs> that, <what's> that, Rick? <laughs> Sorry, Woody. Yeah, I went to a kid's birthday party in the Philby Club once. Right, okay. A few years ago. What was it like? Just like a social club, working men's club. Mm. Like the like the club opposite you. Nice. It was fine. Fine. It was fine. Just mm. fine. Mm-hmm. Really ancient TV on wall. Nice. Like a CRT. Nice. 40 inches deep. Wow. Was it wood panelled? Oh, if only. I used to have one. Mm. We Most used to have one. Did. And uh, you used to get the old TV put in your bedroom, you know, when Dad got a new TV, an upgrade. We had the... You'd get the old one. We had the front room TV got put in the back room. Yeah. On its original wheel stand. And it was like a, a, frame, a frame, you know, with four wheels on a corner. Yeah. And one of the tubes went on it. So I had to play, I played my SNES through it. Was it black and white or something? And I don't know, it was all green or something. Uh, Rather than, I can't remember which tube had gone. This is before the days of remote control. Yes, it was, yeah. yeah it was a push button. Push-in buttons. I used to have, um, when I was in my bedroom, at my mum and dad's, I used to have a snooker queue. That was my remote control. I mean, that was... It was just long enough that I could reach the TV from bed to change. Oh, Red Dwarf's coming on. BBC Two. I dreamed of having a snooker queue. <laughs> Had to get up. Had to get up. <laughs> My mum and dad had a uh, black and white television that they'd had since the sixties, since they got married. Wow! In their bedroom for black years, and white. black and white, hey. and you had to tune it each channel. To tune the channels in every time you changed. Every like, time you changed, you had a dial, <laughs> and you turned it like that, and you got the. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I don't know. Kids today don't know what yeah. they're missing, do they? No. Yeah. <sighs> Um, influencers, they're vapid, aren't they? Like us. Yeah, I've got a clip of this uh, influencer in an aquarium getting trolled, which I found amusing. <laughs> so this girl's in the aquarium, there's a guy there filming her uh, with his camera. Do you think this is like, just stop oil kind of situation going on here, Phil, that you've noticed? Oh, the guy, maybe he's a partner, we don't know, do we? No, but... Or he's just rent a cam. Mm, that's what I mean. Could be. Or just um, a super fan who volunteers his time, his talent and his treasure. To sniff her. To smell her. Mm. And she's doing all these pauses, these whimsic- whimsical looks. Oh. <laughs> Plenty of belly button on show. Yeah. Obviously, on the edited video, there'll be a soundtrack and all that mm. chatter yes. will be cut, you know, to make it... And there'll be some sort of filter on. Yeah. Mm. Some John Williams... A soaring John Williams soundtrack to this influencer's video. Cut, cut to this 70-year-old dude in an orange T-shirt. Just stop it. oil. <gasps> They're everywhere. You called it. Yeah. Oh, 
fair play. Trolled. Live trolling. Yeah, he trolled her. It, he should have photobombed. Yeah. He should have been back of the shot of the influencer. Mm. Someone was filming the influencer's video. Yes. And he should have snuck in there and then asked for a copy of the original. That would have mm. been the tits. It would have been Monty. But, you know, you get what you give him. Right. I think it's about time we end the, sh- end oh. the shit show, isn't it? Yes, probably. It's late. It's 10 past yeah. 11. It is. Oh, it's time to go. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye-bye. 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 Bye. 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 Right, Noble meet up with this incredible team. They are so good. <laughs> they are incredible. Team. So good. Incredible. Are you coming next week? Yeah. I got nowhere else to go! Good. No. Good. Yes. A real general doesn't toss balls. He's born with them. Alright, the sun's getting low. Yeah. I'm tired, And, uh... Hopefully we'll see you next week. Same time, 8 o'clock Sunday. We'll be there. 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 And uh, we'll see you soon. Anna El Etifaki. See you soon. Are you not entertained? You're a big chungus. Based Sigma Chad. Right. See you later, chat. See you next week. Building back better. Who's got the biggest cock? Thank you for watching. Don't you take it out of Literally a communist. It is bonkers. I think you're hitting, hitting the point, Phil, that, uh... Oh my god, he's like his ass. No. Uh, uh, it really bothers me. Uh, 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 because I, I believe I, I have an issue in this respect. Game <laughs> over, man. Game over. It's a fucking freak show. The solipsistic porn masturbator.